This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery. The show that is only found writhing around on its arse after a heavy session on the beer. This is true. Uh, now, for the second time in a week, Chelsea conceded a goal to a player who had never previously scored against them. For the second time in a week, William scored a superb goal to put Chelsea ahead, only to see his efforts go unrewarded. However... Against Barcelona, Chelsea drew a match which they should have won. Against Man United on Sunday, they conspired to lose a game they should at the very least have drawn. Not for the first time and probably not for the last. Chelsea supporters frustratingly saw their side snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Oh uh, well, against Barcelona, the cautious approach was understandable and it very nearly paid off. But Man United are no Barcelona and having been much the better side in the first half... Why did Chelsea seemingly settle for a draw when United equalised? At the end of the day, for a striker who can trap the ball farther than I can kick it was Man United's man of the match, while our striker spent most of the game on his arse. Not for the first time. The Chelsea fancast, a tale of two strikers. Now, after that uh, incredibly crafted... Uh, introduction, like, even if I do say it myself. It was, it was Shakespeare. I feel Shakespearean tonight, Tony. Wordsworthian myself. Okay. Any 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 advance on Shakespeare and Wordsworth, Alex? I thought you went on a bit. Okay, thank you. There we go. Okay, I, I, I see. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. Well, I would go home. I, I already am home, so I'll just have to go out and freeze. Anyway, um, as you've probably heard, the usual banter merchants are in town tonight. Uh, uh, of course, I have my uh, right-hand man, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. All right, Chich. Great to be here. Love for you to be on. You've gone all cockney tonight, mate. I know, that's what I feel like tonight. I thought, you know, be a bit cockney. And I could feel at one with the, the smut team that are on tonight. I felt like <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. The first of the impressions coming out already. Okay. Uh, um, of course, he's already uh, indicated that a certain Reverend Tony Glover is in the house. Tony, mate, how are you? I'm all right, mate. You know what I mean? I, could, I was gonna. I thought about going a bit Danny Dyer in, but uh, tr- <laughs> the truth is, Jonathan's already done me on that one. So, um, um, by the way, um, I enjoyed last week's podcast with the impressions and everything. <laughs> you were listening, weren't you? <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Were they good? Were they good? No, of course they were good. They were good. If you listen to that, it was the the the, the sense of fun always comes through, mate. You know, I mean, you know what I'm like. Christ Almighty! Yeah. Uh, uh, anyone who's met me knows that I'm not the tallest in the pack. I'm never going to play for the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, whenever I go to a, a night with a comedian, the usual comment is, "Does Snow White and the other six know you're here?" You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm perfectly happy with all of this. He's here all week, mate. He's, He's here, here all week. week it's actually, yeah. oh, look, Tony, I, 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 you know, I, I knew that you would take it uh, like a man, basically. Of, of in course. The, uh, in the light that it was intended. Yeah. Um, so let's move on swiftly. Um, <laughs> we've got... Uh, <laughs> we've got no she is very churchillian i'll give you that it's the lovely girl who likes balls alex churchill in the house how are you my love are you all right i'm good can i just point out though that it wasn't either member of the smut team that made the first reference to shoving something up their ass today <laughs> that's, on that's a fair point well I made that was mine mine was in a it was in a, a medical way so it's allowed <laughs> you, you said it with relish <laughs> Mm, that would be the cucumber. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, God. No, no, enough already. That's uh, the only only thing that should go anywhere near that is a lump of celery, as you well know, Jonathan. Oh, sorry. Uh, right, moving on, before it, before it all goes rapidly downhill, which is always a risk when these two reprobates are... are uh, I, you know, I, I, you know I, I should be applauded for this, that, uh, you know, I'm brave enough to have Alex and Tony on the same <laughs> show, knowing what they're like. No other show would do this, but I have the balls to do it. So there you go. So I hope you lot out there enjoy it. Right. Uh, and what is on the show tonight? Well, on the show tonight, we say, Oi, Maratta. Actually, I feel a bit like that wonderful um, Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse sketch. <laughs> Oi, Maratta. No. Maybe we should all start doing that at Stamford Bridge. And, uh, and and wear great big gold uh, medallions and chains to represent it. Anyway, we're going to say, Oi, Maratta, stay on your feet. And we're going to ask, does he have a mental or physical problem or both? And more important, can he turn it round? In part two, we say, what's with the negative tactics, Antonio Conte? For those of you of a certain age, you'll get that reference. Uh, or was the defeat down to questionable subs, poor defending, poor refereeing, or just poor luck? And is a top four finish now in jeopardy? He seems to think it is. But anyway, in part three, uh, we look back to a great performance, uh, but disappointing result against Barcelona in the first leg of the round of 16 match against the Catalans last Tuesday. Uh, Was the false number nine uh, the way to go in terms of the tactics? Uh, Do we have sympathy for Christensen? And can we do it in the second leg? All will be revealed. Uh, Of course, in part four, to wrap up, as always, uh, we've got some more of your emails for Jonathan to read out. And they're great this week, not least because two of them are quite short. I didn't say that, honestly. Uh, Right. Now, uh, we have got we have got a load. We've got a load of people in in Mixler. Uh, I'm just flattered and honoured that there are so many people in there. We've got we've got so what, who is a new name to me, which is good to see, like new people in there. Paul Burgess, great to see Paul in there. We've got Dean Mears, CFC UK, and Dean, I can tell you 
uh, sometime tonight is making his debut as a writer on the ChelseaFanCast.com website. So look out for that, everybody, because Dean writes brilliantly, writes in the CFC UK, and he's very kindly sent us a blog tonight. Um, who else have we got? Jabbercrackers. That's a new one to me. Mum's CFC, a new one to me as well. Great to see you all in here. The lovely Benji Toe. We know Benji. Loads and loads of loads of people. Baba Chelsea, Katie Hailstone. Bert Stoltz, a blue up north. That would be Jonathan, who writes lots of blogs. Us. I saw Alan Mays score. The lovely Andy Silverman, who I hope is very well, because we love him dearly. Shed Upper, also known as Ramsey. Kurt, Jonathan Perez, Bonnie Rig Blues. Johnny Turner's in the house. God, I could go on, but we'd spend the whole bloody show just, just doing that. But it's great to see you all in there. Now, if you want to join uh, what is usually a very lively lot in Mixler, uh, all you have to do, you can listen to the show live every Monday, 7 o'clock, and you go to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast and as I said you can chat with them all uh, you can chat to us we try and answer if we can we're not very good at it but we try uh, of course you can always tweet us at Chelsea fancast during the show as well so there you go it's all there uh, the other thing is you can also listen to the show live by going to chelseafancast.com uh, the blog that I put out before live the blog that I put out on the show has a has an embedded player in it and uh, as well as listening to the show on the website of course you can check out all the fabulous blogs live. that Heon and Jonathan and everybody else writes apart from me. I will one day, I promise. Anyway, after uh, this very short break, we're going to be talking all about the football. Okay, uh, right, first thing on the agenda tonight, as I uh, intimated in the introduction, is Oi, Maratta, stay on your feet, son. I mean, I've got to be honest, uh, I, I, I do think it is a problem, otherwise I wouldn't have mentioned it. In fact, not only would I not have mentioned it, I wouldn't have written a whole bloody blog about it, which I put up for Yahoo yes, yesterday. Um, a couple of points that I made in that, which I will return to here, is, um, you know, clearly... He, he gets bullied off the ball, which is a physical issue. Uh, and secondly, I also think it's a mental issue too because, you know, he lands on his arse, he, he moans to the referee, and it's, his mind is not right, as they used to say in Vietnam movies in days of yore. Uh, of course, I could, you know, be nice and add in a bit of mitigation about maybe it's a lack of confidence, and, of course, had he scored, that might have all changed. But I, I have to be honest, uh, Jonathan, for me, you know... In spite of my, obviously I'm feeling quite down about him at the moment, and I'm not one to coat off players, as you know, but I'm feeling quite down on him at the moment. But in the, in, the, in the lighter moments, I'm kind of given to comparisons with Didier Drogba, of course, who in yes. his first season also had a very poor start, dived all over the place, was, was, was so bad at it, he got booed by the supporters, yes. and he only scored 16 goals that season. But he so, got you he know, John um, Terry to tell him not to do it. Yes. You see, that's a great point, mate. And it's a point about whether there are elite, sufficient leaders in the team to actually say anything to this kind of thing. What I don't get is, is forgive me interrupting, Chidge, I don't get why this isn't sorted out in training. Because he does it every time he plays, which is that he just seems to, he, he, instead of digging in somehow, he, he 
either is pushed over or feigns being pushed over and then claims a foul with the ref. And the annoying thing, of course, is the ref, when he is actually fouled, the referee then pays no attention because they think, well, there he is trying it on again um, or being or being feeble. And um, uh, I, rec- I don't reckon it's good enough. And I, I think you're absolutely right to uh, to have a go at him because it is, he's, a, he's clearly a good player. He started off, started off wonderfully and, and um, something has happened to him that means that, that that is kind of his default. But he should be able to deal with that if it means that he just stands up straighter or he doesn't appeal for a foul. Uh, and, and on, on uh, Sunday, we were, you know, the comparisons with Costa became ridiculous. I mean, all right, he had two fantastic touches for, for the, the volley at the beginning, which would have been a wonder goal. Uh, and also for the volley that wasn't offside. Uh, and that was a great, great goal. But in the meantime, um, he's missing shots. He's missing stuff that Costa, of course, would have put away. And we would have been 3 nil up in a very small amount of time. Um, so uh, is somebody eating crisps? Tony, put your mute button on. I thought it was on. Sorry. I was just sorting myself out of chocolate. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Jonathan, but I, it was dim and nut. Carry on, mate. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was thinking this is a comment on my on my statement, isn't it, by Tony? We're about to have a row. We're going to have one. We're going to have one of those. Um, but, I mean, um, jo- Jonathan, yeah. just to pick to, just to pick up on a couple of things you said about because yeah. you know, you know, he, he not scoring the goals. I mean, you're right. I mean, he hasn't scored a goal since December. Well, Boxing Day. I mean, to to be fair to him, he has been out injured a little bit as well. And I, and I'm just wondering. I mean, it, it really was. I mean, you know, football is a game of fine margins, as we know. And and had he scored you know, that one that hit the bar within four minutes, which would have been an absolutely superb goal, I hasten to add, and was all all instinct. Maybe maybe his demeanour might have changed. And then we have to we have to, you know, say that the the you know, the goal which could have equalised and you know, we were worth two two, I thought, you know. Had he scored had that not been offside when in fact it wasn't offside, again, this all helps his no, confidence. It, it, but too, all well, the time I, he's I not scoring. Confidence. I don't know. I, I think it's a matter of him being trained to do it. Well, attitude. I mean, I mean, yeah, well I don't get why they're not working on it. If he does it every game that we see him and he's done it since December, uh, why why isn't the manager working on it? Why aren't they saying your weakness is you're not easily off the ball. He just demonstrates exactly the same thing every time. Surely training is about not doing it. That practice is not doing the same errors. This is where I just... And the other thing, the other thing, Jonathan, the, the other thing, the other thing, Jonathan, is that, you know, because I, I, I mean, you know, I was watching it on telly yesterday rather than being up there, but there was a point where he got bullied off the ball, sat on his arse, moaning about it, and Conte did his nut at him, which, which tells me that I think, you know, quite possibly... Conte does tell him about this in training but you know it's not going in and I read something somewhere or somebody somewhere said something along the lines of it's so deeply ingrained in him having come from Spain where this is how you play and you get a foul that it's it's almost like an automatic response so he doesn't know he doesn't know how not to do it in a way I'm going to move it on because I know that I know that it's just an aberration and that next season he can do it but you know unfortunately Times is slightly different from when Drogba came because they had so many other stellar players around that he could almost be carried. We're not in that position anymore, unfortunately. No, you're right. I want to move this on to Alex because I mean I know yeah, sorry, that I mean I'm Alex, you know, I, 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 no, that's all right. I, I, I put her, her blog up earlier on, uh, and I know that she had some interesting things to say about Morata. You didn't pull any punches, did you, Alex? Oh, I almost got. On, oh, I did get on his back. I don't, let me address the mental issue 
thing. The point is that ball did hit the crossbar and the goal was disallowed and it's how you react as a player when things do go against you. And I'm just going to quote myself on the blog when I say that... (coughs) Where is it? I don't have it in me to put blind faith in another striker with emotional baggage who can't get his act together. I stuck blindly behind Torres from the first to the last. That was fine. But now I'm not interested in anyone who can't just come in and do the job and earn the astronomical salary they've been given. Oh, but if we could send every player to Azpilicueta school and hypnotise slash electric shock them into behaving exactly like him. His (laughs) attitude stank yesterday. When Giroud come on, the difference between him running around with his little perky beard and trying to get on the end of everything and Morata sitting on the floor moaning and I just thought I would have started you if I wanted to start with a striker I wouldn't have started Morata for the first time in forever at Old Trafford I would have said you've come in you've given me 100% you can have it Mm. Well Tony on that point uh, it begs the question for me you know if we can all see it why can't why can't Conte you know why did he start uh, why did he start Morata and not Giroud well, a great question. And that immediately means I can't answer it. Um, it's it's a weird one. I'm with Tough Alex question, on this one. Chich. Tough question, Tough question, Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm with Alex on this one. I'm getting rather tired of um, these sort of powder puff players coming in and, and whatever. Someone mentioned earlier on, I think, is, you know, is it a confidence thing? Oh, fuck off. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. <laughs> I'm absolutely sick to the back too about it. Do I ever go into work and go say to my boss, you know, I'm feeling a bit down on confidence today? You know, can I? But still put still put me into that really important meeting. I'm a bit low on confidence, you know. All I need... No, I don't. And I, I just get a bit tired of it. It's his job. Um, and at the moment, at the moment, I think Giroud should, Giroud should be the one who's penciled in first. He... Um, I said it, I think, um, a couple of weeks ago. When I was talking down the pub. Giroud, to me, he's, he's like a... He's almost like a French drogba. He, he looks a bit clumsy on the ball. He's not massively fast or whatever, but by God, he tries and he defends. Okay, um, and he's he's got elbows and arms and all this sort of stuff. And he's not frightened of a bit, bit of a battle with somebody. With Morata, I, I see a. Do you know who he reminds me of? Do you remember that skinny streak of piss, Paul Mariner? He reminds me of him. He's, I do. You know, he's just got that weedy kind of. You know, if he bumps up a bit, hurt me. yeah, that that's exactly on, yeah. going on. It's delicate, it's delicate, and, yeah. and, and, and I, I do not want this to sound racist. Though it is not racist, okay. <laughs> but this does come. But it's because he's Spanish, Tony. It's because it comes from the Spanish league. If you look at when we played the other <laughs> night, look at look at Suarez. Just look at what they do. That is that is the the de facto um, thing to do. Fall to the ground when things aren't going your way and get a decision. Even Suarez is a much much better up. player than, yeah. than. Yes, he is. He's, of course, yeah. he is. but um, and a god. A little right. shit, but yes. a much better player. Yes, and a little shit that I'd have in the Chelsea team right now, even with. Uh, yeah. Even uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just we could just put a bit round his mouth. Alex, honestly, like they do with horses. Make I mean, him play like Hannibal Lecter yeah, in that Hannibal Lecter yeah, mask. Exactly. Make him play just, one of those. That'd be one, great, wouldn't get it? Get one of Peter Czech's hats and stuck it round the other way upside I'll down. I'll only, only allow it if I can run on and just kick him in the shin at the end of every game. Like, still don't the beginning, like you. The beginning and think, the end, Alex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, wait, sense of decorum. Too many people talking at once, one after each other, please. What I want to say is... I've got to be... Go on, Tony, carry on. Yeah, Giroud... Giroud has more of the Drogba about him. 
that pain in the arse, without the temperament of Costa, okay, but the pain in the arse, getting in there, and I just think he would be my starting man. Whatever. You know, you made a point, I think, I can't remember if it was you or, or Alex, or which one of you it was. Um, you brought the leadership question in straight away. Um, and I remember that me. season. I loved Drogba first season. I was so happy we got him. And I was sitting around with everybody going, oh, he's a piece of shit and all this. He keeps diving and all this. And we had that leadership thing. And I think, you know, the JT, Frank Lampard, um, that kind of those two people getting hold of him and saying, this has got to stop. We don't do that, that sort of stuff over here. And there doesn't appear to be anybody in our current squad that's capable of doing it. So it should be Conte's job. And he's Italian. And I would have thought he would have been looking at the Pirlo... And those players, you know, famous Italian players of the past, who you basically would have had to hit, you know, with a with an anvil to stop them, um, you know, from 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 playing on. And I'm just disappointed <laughs> that that whole Spanish football culture, as opposed to Spanish culture, the Spanish football culture of dropping to the ground, sulking, pulling out your fucking bottom lip, um, is 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 prevailing for that particular player. Uh, if it, if just it, pointed if it, out mm. on the. Um on the feed as well that he has like nine yellow cards and most of them are for yes. fucking moaning yes exactly <laughs> he's got seven he's got seven listen I mean, right, you know, no. we, we were making. Hey, thank you. We were making. Uh, we were making comparisons earlier on. You know, we've made one about him and Drogba. We 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 haven't made one yet between him. Well, we actually somebody. I think it might be Jonathan mentioned Costa as well. I, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't because because it would be almost too horrendous to even think this. But uh, the the pundits on the telly, Graham Sooners particular, were making the comparison directly between Morata and Lukaku, and I think. Sooners actually made a very good point. He said, look, you know, if Lukaku had been playing for Chelsea today, they would have won. And I think it's really hard to argue with that. And I think, you know, fair play to the big lummox. He actually put in probably his only decent game of the season. It's the first time he's actually scored against a top six side, I believe. And I still, I still hold by what I said. I think he can trap it further than I can kick it. But... He put a goal. He put, a, you know, his goal was put away well, even though he fouled Christensen in the build-up, and um, and you know he he nearly scored a worldie as well. But the bottom line is he put himself about. He didn't get bullied off the ball, and that's exactly what happened to Morata. So, you know, I I I mean we know well we're led to believe Conte wanted Lukaku in the summer, um, not Morata. So I wonder how poor old Conte was feeling about it last night. Can I just uh, no add doubt one Mourinho and well. Lukaku will have a good game. You can wait until I've finished, and then you can. Okay, I've finished now. Now you can. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I've heard plenty of people make the comparison and we haven't mentioned it. Um, and it's starting to go that way, comparing Morata with Torres. I've heard a fair few people do it now and just say it's starting, starting a little bit to remind you of the whole hopeless, mm, I just can't function at my job thing that Torres had going on. And like I said, I mm. don't have the energy for it. Well, you say that about Torres, Alex, and I mean, I didn't mention him, although I put it in the script, but, um, you know, Torres was, you know, he could not hit a cow's ass with a banjo, but he never shirked the fight. I, he, I don't think well, he did. He, he was at up, least you know, defenders off and kept them busy while other people scored goals. And yesterday, I honestly can't tell you until that disallowed goal went in what Morata did in the second half. Can't tell you. Mind mm. you, I, I think there was very few, the last 20 minutes nobody did anything and we just became completely susceptible to being Mourinho'd because they just fell over and wasted time 
and took ages. Oh, yeah, doing but that was always going to happen. And, wasn't and it? you, I almost felt the second you took Azadov, we're going to get onto this, I know, that the game faded away and there was no possibility of us scoring again for a variety of reasons. Well, One of which I... was Mourinho, Mourinho, because we weren't in a position to score, so we weren't going to do it. So Morata did, did bugger there all, and apart from that one. One volley, which looked slightly out of place. I thought, bloody hell, we've had an attack. Well, Jonathan's already getting into premature ejaculation. We wouldn't have it any other way, but he's dead right. We are going to get onto all of this after the break. Of course, I've done a a classic schoolboy error, which is forgetting to tell you all up at the top of the show that um, we have tonight. Uh, Gion has got on the case, and we've kind of got a return of the fannies, as it were, apart from only one of them. We're doing the man of the match tonight. Uh, so uh, if you go to chelseafancast.com, uh, you'll find a little blog up there called Man of the Match, Man United 2, Chelsea 1, excuse me, uh, with a, with, his, with Leon's nominees, and then you can vote. There's a poll kind of underneath the uh, Mixler embedded player. And you can vote. Uh, I voted earlier on. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. Uh, I'll tell you. Who, I'll tell you who the nominees are. Well, I'll tell you who they are now. The nominees are William Drinkwater, Kante, and Hazard. But uh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. And the other thing that I should say, because there's a, a, a new man in town, uh, Mister Keep the Blue Flag Flying High, Int North, um, who is just he's. I think I think it's actually Jonathan in disguise. You know, I will forgive you, KTBFFH, Int North, because I know it's your first time in here. But you see, this show is not just a load of aimless rambling. I know it sounds like it, but there's actually a structure to it, you see. And in the first part of the show, we we pick up on what I think is the big issue from the match, which I think was Maratta, you know, being on his arse. And then we talk about everything else. So I know, like Jonathan, you are eager to talk about the defending I can promise you it will be, be coming up in a very short time. Uh, what else will be coming up in a short time? Well, the negative tactics from Conte, uh, the subs, the poor defending. There you go. Uh, the poor refereeing, which is poor luck. Uh, and is the top four finish in jeopardy? We'll be back in a sec. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. All right, uh, welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, I'm joined as ever by Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Yeah, I was there. And uh, Mr. Niall Rogers, also known as Mr. Tony Glover. <laughs> oh, fucking me, that's a lot to live up to. Good evening. <laughs> I'll, I'm just going to straighten my beret the, out, all right. <laughs> okay, you do that. You do that. And the ever so lovely, the ever so lovely, if a little spiky, Alexandra Churchill. Fuck off, I'm not spiky. <laughs> 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 Ah, proof if proof were needed. Now, at this at this point, I, I I've got a new. I'm turning over a new leaf in an, in an attempt to get more professional. But actually, no. I had my ass kicked by Gion saying you don't mention the website enough, and he's dead right. So now I've scripted in there that I have to mention the wonderful ChelseaFanCast.com website where you can go and read lots and lots and lots of blogs, uh, mainly written by Gion, who is brilliant, and uh, John Ellis, who is equally brilliant. And we have a new writer, Dean. CFC UK Mears got his debut blog on there tonight, hopefully going up sometime soon. Uh, and the other thing is that Heon has worked very hard uh, to uh, put up a blog of the man of the match uh, contenders. 
uh, and you you can vote on that, and many of you have. Uh, as I said just before we went to the break, the contenders are William, Kante, Drinkwater, and Hazard. Uh, and the other thing that uh, Heon did was uh, he, he's put a blog up there which has a statistical analysis. And uh, You know I'm not a fan of this. I'll be really honest with you. I'm not a fan. But uh, Heon has found a, a widget thing which does a statistical analysis of players based on what they have done in the game. Um, if you really want to read it, it's up there. Uh, it's up there entitled Statistical Analysis of What the Players Did, I think, or something like that. Um, but the outshot of that was that uh, Drinkwater was rated 6.9. Um, Hazard was rated 7.9 and William was rated 8.5 so there we go um, I'm going to talk to you lot very very quickly about this because we've got lots to do tonight uh, and then I'll reveal the, reveal the winners um, but I think it's pretty easy as Nick Lennartson quite rightly says I mean I would go no further than William I thought he was superb again Jonathan um, yes yes um, another brilliant performance um, but uh, only for 70 minutes. Um, they all just wandered about after that. And uh, whether they were downhearted by Hazard's substitution um, or his desire to play for a draw. Um, but yeah, William, I thought Drinkwater had, had his best game for us, actually, even though I think he's, yeah. he's, restri- yeah. he's restricted by having to pass sideways a lot. Uh, I thought he was very industrious. Cracked a good shot off as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, and he, he played a lot more like the Leicester man that um, won the league. With I thought Kante was wonderful. Um, who I just despair of the television, co- constantly calling him Conte. For God's <laughs> sake, he's not Conte, he's the manager. He's Kante. It's, a really di- it's not very difficult to pronounce. It's, it's, you know, it, it's Conte in French, Conte. It's, uh, it's not Conte, I mean, for God's sake. Um, but... Um, uh, I keep thinking, oh, the manager's on playing. No, he's not. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was. He was great. He's a great player. But I just think they, on seventy minutes, they lost their way because what message are they being given? And they and they didn't know how to play it. Um, and at that period, to uh, Let, let's stick to man of the match for for now, Joe. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, man that's of the right. Match. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just William, for, as I say, only for uh, William for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to disagree. He's just carried on his fantastic form from the last few weeks. Tony, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, totally. And it's a bit... The, my only comment is, is um, he always seems to be our best player when the team are pretty shit, really. Remember that, Mourinho? He was the only one, wasn't he? In that dreadful mm. season, we yeah. finished 10th. So, yeah, but he's there again. No question, is there? And, and, mm. And, mm. and to me, he's shoving all that criticism that some of the numpties uh, were giving him earlier in the season. So, yeah, good on him. Mm. All right. Alex, what about you, my love? Yeah, definitely, William. And also as well, it might be the totally misplaced reason that Conte decided he was going to take off uh, Hazard because you can't take William off when he's playing Mm. like that. But William is never a 90-minute player. He runs his little socks off for 70 minutes and then... Plug yourself back in. You've unplugged. He runs himself ragged for 70 minutes and then, uh, then he's done. And I don't see the logic in keeping him on. But we can get to the substitutions mm. right. and how wank they were later. We will, we will. All right, at which point uh, I can, without a doubt, uh, reveal exclusively live on the Chelsea Fancast that the, the people have voted, and in reverse order, which is interesting actually, and I know we will get into this in a minute, uh, but bringing up the rear is Hazard on 4%, uh, Kante on 7%, Drinkwater on 10%, and William on 79%. This, do you know what this has? This has the feel of a... 
uh, a Donald Trump poll from the CPAC conference last weekend where 93% uh, 93% uh, approve of the job he's doing as the president, which, beg- which begs the question, what on earth do the other 7% think? You know, I mean, it's a bit of a dumb vote this week because William was so clearly the man of the match or, you know, by default in a way. But uh, we're going to try and do this more regularly. It depends on the fine efforts of Hion, who is in Mixler at the moment. Uh, any questions about it, you can uh, you can put to him directly in Mixler. So there you go. Uh, right, on with the uh, the football talk. And I think, you know, we can generally kind of talk about uh, about the match, as Jonathan was, was getting into earlier, really. But, you know, if anything was disappointing for me, um, was that I thought we came out of the I mean unusually for us actually but we didn't have come out of the blocks uh, first up and as we know we could have been 1-0 up in, in four minutes cracking goal we scored an absolute cracking goal and we were far by far the I think the better the more creative and the more threatening side at half time but we went in all square thanks to the uh, the goal from uh, Lukaku but I mean Jonathan I, I had a real feeling um and I, I, I wrote copious notes because I was watching it on the telly for a change and I had to write a blog, so I thought I'd better do some work. But, you know, my feelings were at half-time that we should really go for the jugular. United looked really uncomfortable at the back. I mean, every time we broke forward, we looked like we might score. And we were finding acres and acres of space. And then what happened at half-time? They come out, they stand off, and we showed them far too much respect, or may, may I even say fear, uh, and and then you know United scored and the heads dropped and oh I, I just what why did that happen I mean you know was it was it you know Conte's instructions to play it safe for a draw or try and catch him on the break or what because it they they were there for the taking mate that's what pisses me off most I think United were there for the taking yesterday they really were well I thought Chidwick it was a fabulous first half performance and that's yeah, what made it I agree. even more disappointing. That how how poor the second half was, and it was a the the goal was one of those. It was just I was actually thought it was really unlucky because Christensen got hit on the head, and had he fallen over like a you know a, a, a Polax chicken, um, uh, and uh, the referee would have blown for a head injury. But because he he managed to get up again and then squint into the sun, which was in everybody's eyes, it meant that that. that he, he, he was the kind of he was there he should have been it looked as if he'd missed the ball completely but I think he was dazed the poor boy um, and everybody's been going on when he made all the he made two mistakes and he's learning I just thought he was really unlucky and um, and he, he, it was a good goal from Lukaku but he was uh, it was it was practically their only attack wasn't it in the whole of the first half and we were superb and that's what makes the it's the it's the feeling that if there'd been a striker up there who'd have been been more intense. I mean, I, whether it's Giroud or whether it was, you know, Acosta would have scored three goals, I think. Um, uh, but we, we mustn't look look back because we're not going to be playing with a with, with him. But I think we we somehow you have to get a striker on a par with Costa to make that team work because at the moment we're playing wonderfully, and as we did against Barcelona, and we're not we're not putting the ball away. Um, so I, I don't know what happened in the second half um, for the next. I still thought we played competently for the next after forty-five after forty-five minutes, but uh, it was the as I said earlier, it's the subbing of Hazard that um, that went made it all fell apart because it looked as if we were somehow defending the one-one. When if we just carried on attacking, I'm pretty convinced we would have pre- prevented them from scoring. It gave them the the incentive, and he then brought on. Um, 
uh, what's his face? Thought, yeah, Pedro. Was... Pedro came up. I mean, I just no, kept no, just no, going to no, pick up on that actually. Mourinho, that... Mourinho brought on. Um, who was it? Was oh, sorry, he brought on Lingard, yeah, Lingard for uh, Martial, didn't he? Player, but he, he go, going back to Hazard. Say again. Sorry. Going back to Hazard. Yeah, yeah. Going back to Hazard. Um, I want to pick up on that, and uh, you know. Because there's been a lot of uh, a lot of conjecture about this, and I mean, you know, Conte in the in the uh, press conference uh, or the presser afterwards said that it was a tactical a tactical decision, which I found staggering because you know I think Hazard had played well up till then, and you know if you were chasing the game, which we were, we had 15 minutes to turn it round and get a draw out of it. You clear, you surely want one of your best and most creative players on the pitch. Um, I'll be honest with you, Tony. When when he went off, I thought it had more to do with the fact that he'd just taken an almighty whack from that nasty little shit Valencia, who basically completely body checked him and caught him on the hip. And we know that uh, Hazard's got a bit of a you know he's, he's been injured on his hip before, so mm-hmm. I thought he took him off because he was injured. But apparently, it was tactical, which I just can't fathom, mate. Um, no, um, <clears throat> um, I wondered whether it was something that we didn't know that they'd spoken at half time, you know, maybe he'd pulled or tweaked something, but um, it certainly doesn't seem that way. Um, look, at the end of the day, uh, I'm sort of with JK on this. When you're, uh, when you're in a game like that, you don't take your best player off. And Hazard has been fantastic for us this season. And he's always a threat. Um, and I, I, this, is, this is one for the teenagers here, really. But I remember a player who used to play for United. Um, he was a pisshead, um, and he would be fairly languid. A guy called George Best, uh, and he would take him two minutes, if that, of magic to turn a game. Um, in games that I watched him in as a kid, where he'd done absolutely nothing else really, um, and I just think it, it's akin to that. You know, you, you got you, in my wildest dreams, I can't imagine any United manager ever taking George Best off and thinking, well, he ain't doing much because they knew he was that good that he didn't have to do much. He could turn something and do something that other people couldn't do. Hazard's that type of player. And in reality, he's the only player we've got like that, I think. Um, so taking him off was mysterious. Now, I'm a huge advocate of Conte, but I think he got that wrong. He did get that wrong. And mm. there were other players that you could have taken off, other things you could have tried. Um, he, he's he's gambled and he's lost, and I think you know his post-match demeanour told me that he'd gambled and he knew he'd lost. He's like the bloke who had you know if everything in life was as reliable as a golf, you know, as a Volkswagen or whatever it is, you know, he just looked yeah like he knew and and, and he didn't really have an answer for it. Other today, I think his answer was something along the lines of you know he wasn't playing at the same level as the other players. Really, he wasn't playing at the same level as Morata. He wasn't playing. I, I don't. I don't buy it. He he, yeah. he he cocked it up. Well, Giroud for Morata would have been the most obvious sub. I mean, it's interesting though. You know, there's there's been a a little divergence of opinion on uh, on Mixler tonight. I mean, you know, I I know because Gion put a blog up on it, but a lot of us all felt that it was the wrong decision to take Hazard off yesterday. But there are several people on here. You know, Private Cat said Hazard had an off game from the start. Um, Akshay said that. Uh, uh, basically, he stopped pressing from the 50-minute mark. So I, I wouldn't say that it's you know people are universally agreeing with us, which is fair enough. You know, I've got no problem with that. It's a free country, so they say. Anyway, um, Alex, uh, let's move on a little bit because uh, you know it would be easy. I mean, you were there, so I'll be really interested to hear 
what you all what you all felt like at the time actually but i'm what what i'm really getting at is that there is another side to this it's so disappointing for chelsea supporters to lose to man united who we absolutely loathe for all of the reasons we know and love uh you know Mourinho being there for one quite a few ex players that we, you know we don't like too much you know all these kind of things come into it so i think it's very easy for us to be very very down and disappointed about losing to them but I'm wondering if actually we're being a little bit harsh because there may well have been mitigating factors as well. Um, you know, I think the refereeing was, and one of your favourite subjects, Alex, was, was was basically the same kind of crap you get from Atkinson week in, week out. I think we were a bit unlucky. Um, you know, for, let, let's talk about the first one. I mean, the Lukaku goal. I mean, you know, he, he headbutts Christensen, who goes down, and that creates the hole for them to, to trot through and score. Um, would you blame Christensen for that? He should, maybe he should have stayed down or, or, or what? I think, do you know what? I think the kid's honest. And obviously he's got something to prove after the Barcelona game because he made an error and he came out and he was really mature about it as well. He did what Cahill does, which is to come out and just say, I got it wrong, I'm really sorry, won't happen again, or I'm not going to get down on myself about it. I think it's like you say, we've gone from getting battered by Bournemouth the other week to doing far better against Barcelona. I mean, we're pissed off we didn't beat them. That's how well we played against Barcelona. And yeah. we're coming away from Old Trafford. I would have said we need, we wanted four points out of these two Manchester fixtures. And again, we're pissed off we didn't win. At no point did we turn up and do, do what we are capable of doing and what Arsenal did yesterday at Wembley and just roll over and die. I think for me, the worst ever visit to uh, Old Trafford was I think it was under Scolari where we lost 3-0 and half our players looked a stone overweight and like they'd die if they tried any harder like literally it was that depressing I don't think I I think we are obviously it, like, it's what we do we talk about the football and we didn't win and it wasn't perfect and I don't agree with the subs and I don't agree with starting Maratta and that and there's stuff to talk about but it was far from a fucking disaster and we don't need to sit here like in our hands about how we're going to improve it. Like you say, it was ultimately a shit decision by the Lino, um, and a, just really like the foul on Lukaku, foul by Lukaku on Christensen, and a lapse of concentration. It was really fine margins that have cost us not winning mm. both these games, and it's frustrating more than absolute despair, which is where we were. Some people were at a couple of weeks ago. Well, I think I think that you know, the, my, my, as I said earlier on, my main frustration was that I felt that they were absolutely there for the taking, you know, and 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 okay. I mean, you know, I think we 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 too easily forget that we are playing against another team who can change their tactics and play better and all the rest of it, and maybe that's what happened. But I really felt that we 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 missed an opportunity yesterday. Um, by the way, Alex, um, Jason, lovely chuckles, cabby has said, blimey, Alex sounds like she's talking in a dustbin, which might be a reminder to to plug out and plug in again tell for him, some reason. But I will, but in the meantime, tell him to fuck off. <laughs> I will. You see, from momentarily, you didn't sound like you're in a dustbin then, so I'd either put the mic near your mouth or, or plug in and plug out and or, plug or, in again. Or swear more, um, I think the, the only yeah, thing well, is actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them both, actually. I'm going to tell them both. They need to, to get into training. Well, I mean, Alex certainly needs to get into training for doing a podcast with us not swearing, because when we go on the radio in a couple of weeks, we're not allowed to swear. Oh, fuck that. So fuck there that. you go. Yes, 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 yes. I'll tell you more about that off air, Tony. Um, the one bit of irony, of course, who's shuffling papers now? 
silence. Um, <laughs> Guilty. The one, the one bit. <laughs> yes, the one bit of the one bit of irony. Well, don't the the one bit of irony, of course, was that having you know moaned about Maratta being a sugar plum fairy for most of the first part. The one time he showed a bit of bite and aggression. The one, the one time he, he shows a bit of fight and aggression, he gets booked for a tackle from behind, which I don't think was a yellow card, frankly. But I think that also kind of underlines... Because, I mean, every time, you know... I mean, the number of fouls that United committed yes, uh, yesterday that went unpunished... Well, there was you know, a had, had was mar- down just after Morata was booked and nothing happened, so... Yeah, I know. I mean, Atkinson's such a cockwomble. He really is. I get bemused. Uh, by and we get it every time con- we play United. I get bemused by how easily conned referees are, considering they do it every week. There was um, uh, a ridiculous moment where... Um, uh, what's the name of the United fullback um, who looks like a brick shit house um, uh, on the right wing, the right right fullback? What's Valencia. 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 Yeah. Valencia. Um, had Moses. Um, uh, no, it wasn't Moses. It was. It was. Mar- uh, um, uh, it was. Um, uh, uh, oh God, bloody on my mind's going. Alonso, who I thought was really good for the first in the first half. I thought he was wonderful. In fact, that volley at the beginning was absolutely brilliant. Um, but he all he did was um, stand there and Valencia backed into him and flung himself forward and got a free kick in the corner. It was just yeah. abs- and the linesman is standing on looking and the referee is about yeah. five yards away. And you go, how on earth can you be so conned by that? And um, weirdly, the, uh, I've got some work being done at the moment and the, the, the builder is a, um, a referee's assessor. And he said, you've got to pay attention to the home crowd. He said that they cannot help but be influenced by the home crowd in those instances. And I, and I said to him, but they're, they're being paid, you know, 100 grand a year, for God's sake. They've got to be able to shut the home crowd off. He said, it's practically impossible. I said, well, come on, get people who can do it then. I mean, you know, we, we can tell, uh, no, I suppose it's because we're, we're, we haven't got them baying in our ears, but the obviousness of this kind of foul is beyond me as to how both the linesman and the referee are conned by it. You know, in the same way, we'll get onto it in a second of the idiocy of Suarez. What do these referees, what, what happens to them? Well, I hope you sack come, this it, bloke, by the way. Oh, this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know what annoys me most about Martin? Do you, know what, do you know what annoys me most about Martin Atkinson, Johnny? It's the fact that he looks like Martin, Dr. Martin's boots. I think it is actually Dr. Martin's boots who is related, Martin Atkinson. And well, I was going to say, if, 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 you know, judging by how good he was at podcasting, I'm not surprised to see how shitty he is at refereeing. But on that, on that, on that point, no, I love you really. Do you know, actually, on that point, I shall now, having dug myself in a hole, dig myself out of it. Uh, but on Facebook today, I had one of those funny little kind of video things they do that apparently I've been a Facebook friend of Dr. Mart's for 10 years and it gave me this little montage of all our, our fan cast moments together. It was lovely, oh, actually. Sweet. I really enjoyed it. I love you, Dr. Mart, and I do miss you. We, we, need, we need to get the band back together, mate. You know, we need to do a reunion tour or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we, we, I'm going to have a very quick moan about <coughs> Moses that I got told off by, I got told off by Alex for for including in the script. But I just have to get this off my chest because whilst I think that Moses actually, I thought was really, really good defensively, um, I thought he did a great job, clearly under under heavy manners so to do, and pretty much cancelled um, whoever's on the, whoever the left back is for United. I can't remember the dickhead's name now, but anyway, did a good job. 
going forward, he frustrates the hell out of me. He is such a frustrating player. He fails to get any decent balls into the box or get a shot off. If he can't get the cross in, he you know tries to beat the man again when he shouldn't and gets caught offside. And I mean, the, and, and the number of times that Hazard, uh, you know, gets into a position. And, and he's, he doesn't have too many options. He ends up having to give the ball to Moses, who then completely wastes it. And I, I don't know whether it's just the perspective I was getting on TV, Tony, but it was doing me nutting, it was. It was doing no, me nutting. I agree with you. I think we had a chat about this, about one can't cross, one won't cross. And um, Moses, for me, constantly tries to cut inside, and he really doesn't have the pace to do that. And when I look at, you know, I mean... There's, there's some people that don't like Zappa Costa, who I think has looked better and better each game. But I'll tell you something, he can stick a ball into the in there. And if you've got a big man in there, you've got a chance of getting somebody on it. I'm sick and tired of seeing uh, Moses is one of the big culprits at this. An inability to get a cross in when there's a defender in front of him and get it over him. Do you know what I mean? Get a, what I call a cross in. I don't yeah. mean a, a daisy cutting one that goes along the ground. And that just pisses me off I mean uh, alongside the fact that you know we seem to have a, a real problem with certain people taking corners who can't get past the first man you you know in golf there's a saying never up never in if you don't putt um, w- with enough strength to reach the hole it's never going to go in whereas if you if you go past it at least you'll add a chance do you see what I mean and I'm afraid that with with Moses <laughs> I, I like him but I just think there's something missing and it is that inability to get that killer ball in and you know, like I said, Zappa Costa, for one or two of his faults, I just prefer him in any position because he can get the ball in. He can cross. He's not scared to cross. Um, and it frustrates me, Chidge, like you. I just sit there thinking, can, you know. Can it, I leap in? It, yeah, of course you can. Can I, I'm sorry, I don't think Zappa Costa's good enough in any level to be in the first team. He's a very poor signing and um, he's not a good enough defender and he can get the ball he can boot the ball into the centre, but he he just boots the ball, what, but ball past people and runs after it. He's and to me, Moses had, a, had one of his better games recently against United, and he was taking players on. And I, I'm, I... I'm, 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 I don't I don't um, I don't think he should come in for that criticism, I, particularly in the first half. I thought he was. I think second half, Tony, I would agree with you, but I think they were all off last twenty minutes. But first half, I thought he was he was fine. I thought he he had. Um, once again, the fullback. I can't remember either. Um, he had him for dinner, and uh, I wouldn't. I, I, but he I doesn't. You know, wh- where's the end product, Jonathan? Where's the you end? know? Well, the he's got to be. No, I, he's got to do better than that. No, I think I still he did better. If you look at the crosses he got in, he did better in the first half. He got crosses in. He beat the fullback. He hasn't been doing that recently, but that was it. Was better. But I mean, I I, I agree with you. If we were if we were looking for, for to say yes, he's not good enough at the moment. Um, fair enough, but uh, to me, Zappacosta isn't the replacement. They 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 need mm. to find someone right. else who's uh, whether they will in the in the okay. Summer, but, uh, I would be ready to have a well. big right. about this, but uh, I'm not going to because I I, I I disagree. I think I like Zappacosta, so you know, and it's, it's, right. it's marmiting. Uh, uh, it's marmiting in the room on that as well. All right, I just want to I just want to move it on because uh, there are more important things to talk about than my uh, you know idiosyncratic. Uh, dislike of Moses for uh, one game, you know, which, as I said, I don't normally cope players off, but it just frustrated me. But Can I just you know, the real issue at well? hand, and no, no, you can't because I've moved on, so you just have to wait. Um, the thing is, the thing is, uh, you know, Tony Conti 
uh, is a bit worried by the looks of it, judging from his demeanour uh, after the uh, after the match. I mean, you know, he thinks that it's going to be a struggle to get into the Champions League. He may well be right. Um, my, my feeling on it after the game was, look, you know, whether we finish in the top four or not is not going to be decided by an away defeat to United or, or even a defeat to City next week. Both games were always going to be hard. It's, you know, it was always probable that we might lose to United away and it's 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 obviously probable that we might lose to City next weekend. They're, they're not going to decide it. For me... It's about the uh, the remaining fixtures. And we've got five at home and we've got four away. And they are at home, Palace, Spurs, West Ham, Huddersfield, Liverpool. And away, we've got Burnley, Southampton, Swansea and Newcastle. Now, you know, my feeling is, is that actually we've, we've got a pretty good run for two reasons. Most of those teams are eminently beatable. And the two, t- the two tough matches are against Spurs and Liverpool, who are our direct competitors to get into the top four. And we're at home. So, you know, we would expect to not get beaten, actually. I would hope that we would win. But, you know, a draw might be okay. But if we can beat Liverpool and Spurs at home, then we're going to steal a march on them. And I think that that would make it, you know, more likely that we'll finish in the top four. And if we don't, I think we'll only have ourselves to blame. And as I so rudely cut you off, Alex, I'll allow you to answer this one first. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think losing two points at... Old Trafford is what costs you top four. I think it's dicking around and getting smashed by Bournemouth and Watford that's going to do it in the long run, if we don't. Mm. I mean, that is the worry, isn't it? You know, there's me saying all of those games are winnable, we, but we've, you know, it'd be really good to beat Liverpool and Spurs. But knowing what we've done recently, we're just as likely to lose to Huddersfield or Swansea or Newcastle, aren't we? Or Burnley. We're just so unpredictable. I mean, I've given, I don't even bother mm. trying to guess the score anymore. I don't because you just you, you need a, a caveat first. You need to know which Chelsea is going to turn up before you try and assess what the score is going to be. And as you say, I, and I think it annoys me that Conte is going down the route of saying, oh, it's going to be really difficult already. No, you should be saying, no, no problem. Today was a difficult game. We were unlucky. We'll be fine. Even if you don't believe it, mm. say it. Don't start with all this bullshit about how, oh, I'm just going to say it in case we don't, and that will just lower everybody's expectations. No, rubbish. Well, he mentioned Matic, didn't he, in the press conference on Friday? Oh, that got on my nerves as well. Matic was shit yesterday. He was shit. Matic ended up getting into a hissy fit with Rudiger because he couldn't contribute anything else to the game. Oh, the only thing he actually contributed of note was running the clock down by pretending to have cramp at the end. Yes, but that was was typical Mourinho, Alex. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely typical Mourinho. But Matic, for me, there was a couple of times when literally he was utterly, he just was left stood looking like a total chump by our players. And for me, all yesterday did with Matic was prove why if someone offered you 40 million, you should chew their hand off to get it yeah well said totally agree yeah exactly i've had people digging me out about the fact we sold matic and, <laughs> and i've had united fans saying we're seeing the matic now that you you saw and i'm saying exactly that's the point can i just jump in here we're talking about games that we got yeah, left yeah. yeah um this is from tim rolls and came up on my facebook uh earlier on probably yours as well i would imagine dave sexton march 27th 1972 our season is not finished. We have 10 league games to play and we need every point to finish above Spurs and Arsenal and qualify for Europe. A spookily similar parallel to where we are almost 46 years later. Right. Uh, and I agree with that. I've, I'm, I'm getting a little bit... Twitter last night 
Um, yeah, I, I had a discussion with somebody who said like 10 years ago I would have been like Claude um, from Arsenal Fan TV and if you did see him last night bless him um, that the man should never be allowed anywhere uh, that isn't within 100 yards of a hospital I think um, <laughs> because he's going to kill himself getting that wound up um, but he, he sort of showed the passion I, I was like you know, 10, 12 years ago whatever, and, and far more sanguine now and, and I'm saying to people we've got 10 games left and as you've said there there isn't one team in there that you've just mentioned, City aside, that I would think we couldn't beat. And wouldn't it be so typical of us to beat City? We showed what we can do against Barca, OK? Um, and, and, and whatever's missing at the moment, I don't think it's enough to sack a manager. I think that there is something... We always knew this as a work in progress. And I, you know, I get fed up with this whole, you know, get rid of him. We lost a game at Old Trafford. Oh, my God. You know, Pampers are getting filled everywhere. And at the end of it, I keep thinking like you, Alex, that ain't going to be the one that did it. Four, four, whatever, four, one, was it? Whatever at bloody Watford. Three, you know, three nil at Bournemouth. Those what are makes the games, me laugh is everyone. They're the ones that are going to cost us. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, what makes me laugh is everyone going, oh, Liverpool keep winning and Spurs keep winning. Have you seen who they've played lately? They'll Listen, get theirs. They've still exactly, got to play all these precisely. teams. Precisely, and my point, and it fits in exactly with what you said there. And I said it in the in the mix of the room earlier on. Other teams will cock up, okay. And it's down to us now. Um, and it, I'll go back to a golf analogy. When you're playing somebody at golf in a Stableford, the one who wins is the one who makes the least mistakes. Okay, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to cut these mistakes out, these silly defensive errors, um, this inability to come out for a second half. And I think we'll be okay. I don't, you know, I, I don't. Certainly, getting rid of a coach now would be stupidity beyond belief. Utterly stupid beyond belief. And I still think, even in the summer, getting rid of him would be stupid because there is no one better out there. There isn't. I don't care who you go on about. And Tony, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's down to him wanting to well, stay. Well, maybe. Maybe it is. But I don't think it's down to the club Let me finish, OK? He very publicly stated he wants to see his contract out. He did that in a press conference. It's know, reported in the papers. Oh, wait a minute. You can't, you can't keep reading things into things that aren't said. It's unwitting testimony. And I'm afraid until I see something that's, that, that from him that indicates that, you know, we can't be any clearer. Now, otherwise, everybody that sits in front of a press conference is a liar. OK, we're reading too much into this. Little twitches of an eyebrow. Well, there, is, there is that. There is that, Tony, to be fair. Well, that everybody's a liar. Yeah, well, that everybody sitting in front of a press conference is a liar. Is a liar. I, I, I still say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Honestly, no, lawyers, no. lawyers, I didn't yeah. say that, really. I do think there is this point that actually, okay, if he goes, he goes. But anybody, anybody who's kidding themselves that Enrique, and I've said this to you before, Enrique, Tuchel, can, I don't care who is any better. Oh, Louis van Gaal. Yeah, van Gaal. I mean, and Louis I, van Gaal's blue and white I, I army. I had a conversation with some, a few people on Twitter last night. I will laugh like a drain if it's van Gaal or Rogers turns up. I will laugh like a drain in a kind of underpants and on their pencils up nose kind of way but I will be sitting there looking at people and going be careful what you wish for and I just think at the end of the day those games are all winnable and I'll go back to that point again it would be just like us you wouldn't get anything more typical than typical Chelsea than going to Manchester City and beating them and and, and doing Barcelona in the same week and then going to lose at somebody like Newcastle Mm. That would be us, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be so Chelsea. I have to be honest, mate. I have to be honest that, you know, in a sense, I like Conte. I think he should stay. I think he's a superb manager. He proved that against Barca, which we're going to get into in a minute. 
But if they get rid of him, I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I am now at the point where I don't care who they sign exactly. as manager. Exactly. I just don't care yep. because it's all a load of arse gravy. It'll be somebody we don't like. It'll be somebody who's shit. They might win us a trophy. Then they'll get sacked. It's just a load of rubbish. But, you know, you know this club just can't, this can't do it. You and I. If you say to somebody, yeah. welcome to Chelsea, in your first year, if you don't win a trophy, you're off. If you win yeah. something in your second yeah. year you know. and you don't win it in your third year, you're off. That's that's beyond, you know, what is the famous phrase? Um, he who doesn't learn well, from history... Well, you get what he, you pay he, for. He who doesn't learn from history is condemned to repeat it. Georges Chanteret, 1860. Well, exactly. You know, and, 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 and the other one is that, uh, that, that, you know, continuing to make the same mistake precisely. continually... Yeah. Is the first sign of madness. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I, uh, listen, yeah. mate. I'm going to pick up on the. I'm going to pick up on the uh, the Tim Rolls thing that you said earlier because I'm not. I don't think we're. I don't really think we're quite depressed enough yet. All right. Um, but Tim, you're right. Did did make that tweet, and I replied to it. What happened next year, Tim? Asking for a friend, and he said the breakup of the team took two years. Relegation took three. Near bankruptcy a little longer. <laughs> there's a there's a thought. Yeah, there's yeah, a thought yeah, to yeah, end yeah. this part on. <laughs> Um, okay, so now now we've taken you right down. We've taken you down so low. Yeah, we have. We've really we've really tried hard, uh, but we will try and lift you all back up because that's what we do on this show. Uh, but anyway, next part we are in fact going to look back at a great performance. Be under no illusion, my people. It was a great performance, but again, a very disappointing result against Barcelona in the uh, in the match last Tuesday. Um, few things came out of it. False number nine, were they the right tactics? Uh, and do we have any sympathy for Christensen, whose mistake led to the goal? But more importantly, can we do it in the second leg? We'll be back in a minute to tell you if we can. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> but where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. 
I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you, of course, are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, complete with Tony Glover type sound effects in the background. It wouldn't be a show without that. Um, and before we get into the uh, uh, the Barcelona performance last week, uh, the Chelsea Barcelona performance, I should say, just a reminder that. Uh, you should check out uh, the fantastic ChelseaFanCast.com website where you can read lots of great blogs uh, from people such as the lovely Heon Carbis and uh, and John Ellis, uh, Blue Up North, and uh, Dean Mears debuted tonight, I believe. And Alex, of course, uh, very magnanimous, magnanimously, easy for me to say, allows us to publish her fantastic uh, Girl Who Likes Balls blogs, and the latest of that is up there now, so go and check it out. Right, the Chelsea-Barcelona game, I mean, I was saying to Alex off there, I, I was really pumped up for this. There, it's been a while since I, I, I think that we've had a really big, you know, contentious uh, European night against a, a rival that we really don't like and be under no illusion, I really don't like Barcelona. And, and it really didn't disappoint. I thought it was great. I mean, I thought actually, you know, the performance was superb. I know the result was disappointing, 1-1 doesn't exactly give us too much hope for the next leg more of that later but I think for me uh, Jonathan the most important thing was that there was an element that we we got our pride back somehow it was a really disciplined performance and 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 it kind of for me it, it, it like it rolled the clock back a few years to the last time that we used to play Barcelona regularly um, and, and we played the same kind of way and I have to be honest mate I really didn't believe that the current Chelsea had it in them but they certainly delivered a performance that was up there with the ones from the you know from five six seven eight years ago in my book it was a fabulous performance and uh, and and the atmosphere was brilliant as well the atmosphere was up there for me with the with all the great games and i was therefore disappointed by ray wilkins saying that he, he didn't yeah, think what the, was all that about oh i didn't understand that i felt he had an axe to grind in some way or perhaps he was listening on a really he was at home listening on a really crap speaker or something but or he's just oh, a ray's got a season tosser. ticket yeah maybe that may be it well, no, no, no. Well, uh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I know Ray pretty well, and, and he's a fantastic bloke, actually, and I won't have a bad word said he against him. He was miserable him. when so I So I'm, him. that's why, I, well, that's probably because he met you. I mean, I've worked with Ray. He's a nice bloke. He's a good guy. But um, Ooh, bottom cool. line is, is that, that cool. what? Well, I know, but, you know, I fight fire with fire. Uh Bottom line is, he was completely wrong. And what's he talking I know, about? He I cannot understand. It was wonderful. There was a wonderful moment you know. where, after we'd hit the post, where the volume went up so enormously, I got quite tearful. Because it was like, you know, you think, yeah, this is the team playing brilliantly. This is after William, I think, hit the post for the second time. And uh, and they look as if they might win. And they've really stepped up to the to the mark here. And um, But what, what I, I find so uh, weird is how we managed to get this performance considering the two, the Bournemouth and the Watford game. And so what was happening in the camp that where there was no effort from anybody, whereas in this instance, it was, uh, it was brilliantly disciplined. The, uh, the false nine was a, a, an excellent tactical um, uh, um, solution. And, uh, and they, were, they were frightened by us. They may have had more possession than us, but they tippy-tapped the ball around by the, the, the centre circle. And we were much more incisive. And poor old William, who was once again completely brilliant, what a performance, um, saw uh, it, two of his shots hit the post, which was uh, um, was so unlucky. We're not having the luck at the moment, I have to say that as well. 
we're really not having it. I didn't think we had the luck on Sunday, and I don't think we're having the uh, uh, didn't have the luck in that game. But um, I, I felt that the uh, um, the goal that we gave away really wasn't helped by the re- once again refereeing incompetence with Suarez tripping himself up so obviously and then making an enormous fuss. The amount of fuss made. You thought he clearly practices that. You just stick one heel behind the other and go down and then go berserk. That was outrageous, outrageous. wasn't it? It was outrageous that he did that. Instantly, because the goal came immediately afterwards because there was so much uproar about it from both the Barcelona fans and the Chelsea fans giving him shit because he just tripped himself up so obviously. But I think it freaked Christensen out slightly. And that's a, once again, it, oh, it's a dreadful shame. because he's, Well, that's a bit naive, oh, mate. Completely naive. To, to, to fall for There's that, no, that no, is naive. There's no answer for that, but nonetheless. But I'm afraid I think that it, 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 was, it contributed. Because the referee should immediately have blown his whistle and booked him. Instead of them booking him on, yeah, well, on, you know. on, on uh, Twitter, it was going on about why did he book him so late for the dive. He didn't book him for the dive. He booked him for dissent because that ref hated anybody yeah. having a go at him. And, and, and most of the yellow cards were people shouting at him, not the foul itself. And so it was dissent yeah. because he's objective. But the very fact that he trips himself up and then makes such an enormous fuss about it that he gets booked. I mean, that is just that it's that's appalling behavior. And UEFA should immediately be onto that. But they're not. No, they won't, because because they're paying the referee, Jonathan, as you well know. Listen, I have to, I can't, I can't let this slip, uh, and you might never speak to me again, but it's worth it in a sense. I have to say, uh, what on earth was the East Middle doing, looking like a Hogwarts convention? Yes, well, they couldn't help it. They'd all been given blue and white scarves. What are you supposed to do? You can't wave your <laughs> scarf, can you? Perhaps we should have done. Perhaps we should have waggled our scarves in the air. But you know, it's. It's so difficult to get anybody doing anything in the East Stand Middle. Also, because nearly everybody in the East Stand Middle on on um, the Tuesday were unrecognisable. There was nobody there who normally really goes. well because the tickets are two hundred. Why two hundred and fifty quid, Chidge? They put the price up. Yes, they do. It's exactly it for the for the Champions Bastards. League. And so the consequence is is that nobody buys them, and so it, they're just taken by the, the, the tickets are available, so they make a fortune. But they're not people who even support Chelsea, some of them. Some of them are, are, are Spanish It's sitting in there. They're, no. They've been given a blue and white scarf. So they wear it out of deference, but they're not going to stand up and shout or anything. So that's why it looked like Hogwarts. But as I said in my tweet back, I think there were several Voldemorts there. And uh, people, uh. people just looking intensely irritated by uh, any possibility of having to stand up and cheer. My goodness. But no, it was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I loved the flag. It was great. It was I great. I loved the flag. I'd prefer the flag. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really funny because I, I was actually sitting the opposite side from where I normally do in the Matthew Harding. So I was, you know, directly opposite where I normally am. So I had a really good view of the East Upper. And that was the first thing that occurred to me was that you look like a, 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 a Hogwarts outing. Michael, can but, I just uh, take my, compl- uh, never mind. my I, complaint, Chid, very quickly, is that I really think this about time they stopped giving blue those blue and white scarves away and the flags. Because people have now got so many of them, they should try a different design. Yeah. And the flags um, were all, all of them, uh, in the rubbish afterwards in the bins because people have got fed up with it. They, a, a different design would be. It's the same design as um, uh, as twelve years ago. They're exactly the same. They've made no progress. So I'm going to bring that up actually in mm. uh, in my next fans forum uh, meeting. Can you what what can you say? Can we all have a blue flare instead? That would be perfect. Blue flared trousers, perfect. 
That's right. Blue fared trousers, Jonathan. You, 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 you languish in that thought, my friend. Um, Jonathan makes, as always, some excellent points, Tony. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, is that uh, I think actually Jonathan will remind me, but I think on the show last week, we were all full of Giroud's got a start, Giroud's got a start, he'll hold the ball up, it's just what we need because we need an out ball, yada, yada, yada. And, and and whilst, you know, for the first 20 minutes or so, I kind of thought, bloody hell, you know, we do need an out ball here and we don't really have one. The reality was that I think Conte got it spot on with his tactics because um, what happened for me was that, you know, the pace uh, and the interchangeability of Hazard, William and Pedro meant that we could break really, really quickly with the ball and pull their defenders, who are not the best in the world, it has to be said, completely out of position, leaving leaving spaces open for uh, William, as it turned out, to exploit. And the reality is that we should have been 3-0 up, and I think that was down to the tactics. Because, I mean, OK, none of this works unless he can stifle them uh, in defence and midfield. And, I, and as I said earlier on, I thought incredibly disciplined performance to do that. Um, but, you know, my in my book, you know what? It, the false number nine worked there. And, and I think he'll probably do the same in the in the new camp. Yeah, I, I agree. And if you think back to um, our, our little, our secret little room that, you know, we all occupy on Facebook, um, uh, we did get this kind of information up front, didn't we? The, the Blue Squirrel blue Lounge, squirrel lounge that's right. Uh, I, I, it's, it would be better if it was a Blue Squirrel Sex Lounge, but it just isn't. So we'll just stick with Blue Squirrel that Lounge. That is too weird for yeah, even it's, me, it's, that it's, is. it's our own gin palace, a virtual gin palace. And what we when we when we looked at it, we all were all, oh, my God, that's, you know, whatever. I think we all had that kind of sense of Chelsea pessimism anyway, and that just kind of added to it. And it was nice to be pleasantly surprised and um, and to see such a... Uh, uh, like you said, such a terrific performance from um, from us, where we did not look, even though they had that lion's share of possession. It was like the old days. Remember in the old days when, you know, uh, when we had Drogba and all of them, and Arsenal used to just piss him well, tap it around in front of us, and you thought we can do that all day, don't care, you know. Um, and then we we'd mm. hit them when we felt like it, and um, and it felt a bit like that. And um, I know you've got it a bit further down the script, but I would say that that will have done our players enormous amount of good. I mean, seriously amount of good. And that's why I kind of fancy us against City, because I think our players will look at that and go, you ain't all that. It's Rocky versus Apollo Creed or versus, um, uh, what was his name, uh, Mr. T when he was in it, you know, Club of Lang going, you ain't all that, you ain't all that. Keep hitting me, keep hitting me. You're not going to hit me. You keep hitting me, you're either going to miss or whatever. And it just felt a bit like that. And I just think our players will go there not scared. And I think, you know... I, I, the pressures, I think the pressure's on them a little bit because they'll be thinking, Christ almighty, you know, they, they didn't lie down. I think someone made the point. I mean, they play, what, two or three good teams a year in their league? Really good teams, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas the Premier League, as we all know, um, you can get absolutely, you can get your arse kicked by the team with only one leg at the bottom of it, you know, um, uh, if you're not on your game. And I think that probably does us some good. But I do think genuinely, genuinely, we can go to the new camp with a, uh, they don't like it up and attitude, Captain Mannering, and um, and, and yeah. show something. Yeah, I, 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 your opt- I admire your optimism, I really do. I mean, the thing is, though, Alex, and, and just kind of move on a little bit, uh, it has been made a lot more difficult because uh, Christensen, as we were saying earlier, got a bit spooked by what Suarez was doing and, and, and committed what can only be described as a schoolboy error. You just don't pass it across your penalty area. Everybody knows that. 
personally I would forgive Christensen because I think he's a good player and he is young and young players will make mistakes but he will get better for that but the reality is Alex I'd be interesting to hear what you have to say about Christensen on the one hand but also the reality is is that in all of our tussles with Barcelona and quite famously we haven't lost to them since 2006 I think that's eight or nine matches the reality is um, we've not ever won in the Camp new. So, you know, it's going to be a very, very tough ask. What was it, 2-2 then, when we played them in the semi-final? Yeah, but we, we, won, we won the first leg 1-0. Oh, OK, yeah. No, because I was thinking, hang on a minute, I know that ended well. No, um, Christensen, I don't, I don't hold it against him. To be honest, there were many, many times when I watched Suarez doing things in that game and I couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing either. So if he was caught out by utter incredulation that this was a professional footballer in front of him doing such nonsense, then, like you say, it was a, it was a schoolboy error. He's not been prone to them. and He's confounded all expectations this season. Um, I don't know. I think some of the other times since 2006, like definitely the hitting one, we've been able to go over there and just know that we can lock them out and that they won't score. I don't think we've I don't think we've got that in our locker. I think we've got to outscore them at the new camp. I don't think we can win one nil and go through. I don't think we can. But here's the thing, Alex. Alex, I, I actually, you know, I, I really think that we can. I mean, you know, the reality is, if it hadn't have been for the bloody post. We would have scored against them three times, you know. We were, we were all there. There were, you know. I'm sorry, I heard myself come back hugely then, but uh, I'll just ignore that. I mean, we were all over them. But no, that, the point I was about to make was we were not all over them, but we created enough chances and make them look vulnerable enough at the oh, back yeah. to give me some I'm hope not, that we can score goals against them. I'm not saying them. we can't outscore them. I'm saying that I, I think that's what we need to do. And also, as well, they can just they can fuck off with their 800 passes and that and their 80% possession or whatever it was, because 90% of that was them tapping it backwards and forwards. It was Mungo PK at the back tapping it backwards and forwards with the <laughs> goalkeeper. And just that, that means absolutely nothing in a Barcelona game because the actual chances that they generated and how threatening they were going forward that was possibly the worst Barcelona team I've ever seen. Um, Jonathan yeah. uh, Heon's actually just put something really good on uh, on Mixler which is you know we need to get an early goal uh, I can't disagree with that at all. What we don't want is a repeat of uh, the famous 2012 match where we let in an early goal and we had a sending off I don't think my heart could take it. You have to change. What you have to do is is hide behind the settee, which is what I did, and then uh, and then. Make, Jonathan, make... do you know do you know what I did in the 2012 semi final? I watched that in the in the hand and flower. Oh yes, with a lot of the Farrancast boys, and when JT got sent off, yes. I stormed out of the pub. <laughs> Uh, and sulked to have a go because basically I had to go and have a cigarette and I sat there sulking and I was so angry and so depressed because I thought that was all it so I basically missed the the, the first goal we scored because <laughs> I walked back in as that goal was scored and then got absolutely covered in beer because everybody just beer beer up onto the ceiling it was all mental so yeah, I, that's kind of figuratively like hiding behind the the, uh, the well city, I was sadly it? on my own in the uh, in the house because. Um, uh, my girlfriend had uh, had left um, for the evening, um, and in fact, no, it wasn't. It was a very strange relationship at the time. Whereas uh, she had our child in her house, and I was in my my establishment, and uh, I call it establishment. Who notice? And um, and uh, I went. To, I missed Ramirez's goal because I similarly 
I didn't go outside for a fag. I went upstairs for a, for a poo. So, um, uh, <laughs> 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 but, I, but I, similarly, oh, I was similarly distraught with JT having been sent off. But I thought, like you, I thought, that's it. It's all over. It's pathetic. I'm going to have a shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> Although we did have that bell end of a referee, he was the referee the other day, so we can't. He was. He was. He was yeah. the same referee. I know. I know. So why were we surprised that he, he he let Suarez off? I mean, for goodness' sake. I agree with you completely, Alex. Oh, Suarez well, look. was absolutely vile. He I mean, appalling. Vile. But also, he is vile. Why, he is vile, earth, isn't he? Does that not demonstrate the difference between European and English English referees? How on earth was he allowed to get away with any of that? It's just constant simulation. Should have yep. been given yellow cards and sent off. That's the Even end. Bobby Madley would have been on top of that. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. And he's... More simulation than your average than your average West Coast porn movie. Uh, at which point, uh, I think it's time to basically say uh, we've all got our fingers crossed. We cannot wait. It's going to be a big, big, big night. But as, as Jonathan said, I have a suspicion it is one. If you're not lucky enough to be going out there, and there's about four and a half thousand of us that are, which is just astonishingly brilliant at the uh, exorbitant ticket prices that they're charging yeah. for it um but i think it could be it could be a night for uh, to hide behind the sofa on occasions but hey whatever win or lose up the blues uh we've got our usual shout outs here so let me just ramble through those quickly and uh, after which in part four jonathan's got some cracking emails uh i can i can i can warn warn the other two that there a bit of interactivity is required for the emails this week, so they 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 don't they don't have the luxury of going off and making a cup of tea. Activity Not that they ever would, required. of course. Yeah. Shall I shout it out like that? Uh, now, is no required. indeed. Uh, yes, I like that. It's very <laughs> Ivor Cutler, mate. Anyway, um, one for the teenagers. <laughs> um, anyway, where was I? Uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust. Uh, as you all know, I'm very active on it. In fact, I is the chair. But uh, a lot of uh, fan cast people have been involved down the years. We uh, love it and we think it's very, very uh, important, obviously. Uh, and fundamentally, it's a, it's an opportunity for you, wherever you are, uh, London, Ulaanbaatar, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you get your you can get your voice heard by the club. Uh, we have regular meetings with them and we air... Uh, the issues that you lot think are the most important. So things like safe standing, atmosphere, ticket pricing, allocations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's absolutely free to join up to be a member. Uh, you just have to go to the website. Find It's all clear on the website how to do it. Uh, Stuart, who's in, in, in uh, Mixler at the moment, in fact, uh, looks after that. Um, but if you want a nice shiny badge and you want to be able to vote at the uh, elections and attend the several meetings that we have during the year, then it's £5. So it's £5 to be a voting member, but otherwise it's free. Uh, all you have to do, as I said, sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com and uh, and there we go. Follow them on Twitter, of course, at Chelsea S Trust. Uh, Dean, who has been in Mixler, I don't know if he still is, but uh, he will, like me, be delighted that the latest issue of CFC UK is available. Uh, if you can't get CFC UK fanzine in person, then you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. Pete Sampson is uh, in, in Mixler tonight, and he runs cfcuk.net, or he, he certainly was very involved with that. Uh, if you're in the US, you can follow the Twitter account of at cfcukusa, uh, and if you want to get a hard copy of it in the States, then get hold of Dan Lundberg on Twitter, dlundberg underscore. And of course, if you're if you're there on a match day, home or away, if it's at home, uh, the stall is opposite the 
uh, exit from Fulham Broadway Tube Station. Uh, so go and, as Marco would say, go and say hello and tarry for a while, which I love. I love the way he says that. And bring him a hot of, a, a, a cup of hot chocolate, preferably with rum in it, because in this weather he'll, he'll be freezing his nads off. Uh, but there you go. Right. Uh, finally, uh, last of the shout-outs. Many, many, many thanks to the, the so many of you, actually, who have been so generous. Um, we set up what we call a, a Patreon account, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, which is an American idea which allows people who do podcasts to uh, to raise money for their efforts. I mean, I, I kind of equate it to, you know, DJ charging only a pound for the, the fanzine. So, you know, if you if you contributed a dollar per show it'd be about five dollars a month and uh and that just helps you know me cover some of the running costs involved with it and as i said there's no pressure on it you really don't have to do it it's just a nice thing if you do and and many of you have um what i really need to do and i i could do with some help from you guys out here actually is perhaps those of you who have uh you know subscribed via patreon if you could tell me you know the kind of things that we could do to if you like give you some benefit of that over and above what we already do you know premium content i don't know just come up with some ideas and i'll, and I'll see if i can work it out because i kind of feel that you know if you're putting your hand in your pocket to fund the show every month then maybe we can give something back to you as well over and above what we already do so do let me know if you're interested in uh, in uh, you know giving us a bit of money then it's easy to do you just go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash chelsea fancast there we go right enough pluggery from me uh it'll be time in a minute for the wonderful 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 jonathan kidd's emails Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening, of course, to the Chelsea Fancast. It's whizzed by tonight. It really, really has. Always sign of a good show. Uh, and of course, the last part of the show is uh, really turned over to the wonderful, mellifluous Jonathan Kidd, oh, who is going to read some of your fabulous, fabulous emails. Oh, chid, chid, chid. Oh, thank you. Chid, can I ask you a question? You said it would. You sound be, like you sound like Bagpuss, mate. We do what's Bagpuss? Yes, it probably. Well, yes, yes. Would yes, it's what how we spoke, wasn't it? Absolutely. Do you think anybody remembers Bagpuss? Mate, is it just you if, and me? if you're going to do the email bit, you need to have the mic near your mouth because right, you've been a bit muffled tonight. I'm actually on top of it. Yeah. So I, you, you're you? sounding, well, I, you're I want, sounding as if you're coming out of, of, uh, of uh, a very small hole. Hello? I was just—I was stunned by the fact that you clearly got your video camera working on it as well. If you didn't need that, no, no, I'm joking. Can I ask you a question? Anyway, he said that Marco was freezing yeah. his nads off. What exactly is a nad? I've never heard of that before. Your bollocks, mate. Is it a nad? Your nads, go nads. Oh God, yes, of course, as in nadja. <laughs> Sorry, Stuart is on fire tonight. He's just said about you being like Bagpuss. He says bungle more like. Oh, he's not. He's not wrong actually. Like he's, not wrong. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Oh, shut up, George! read the emails. Right off you go. Come on, mate. Simon Lewis. No, read them normally. Read them normally. Voice, you found me out. Um. Yes. Okay. Um. 
<laughs> Email number one. Now we have to all join in. Now this one is um, uh, contribution is required. Um, Simon Lewis, a question for Monday's show. The game against Barcelona. The game against Barcelona goes to penalties in the second leg. You have one sub left. <clears throat> Pay attention. Do bring on Willie. I say pens. Caballero. This is from at Run Simon Run on Twitter. Simon Lewis. Excellent question. Simon Lewis. Simon Lewis. Uh, uh, before I have my six pennyworth, um, chip in everybody. Um, if it goes to penalties in the second leg, um, I shall be somewhere within about 30 centimetres of a defibrillator <laughs> with a paramedic standing <laughs> over me saying, you really are too old for this shit, mate. There you go. That's my view. Well, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if it gets to that stage, I'll be well and truly behind the sofa, yeah. mate. I don't think I, my heart can take it. I really can't. But I have to be honest, it's not a bad shout. I mean, didn't didn't uh, Louis van Gaal's army? He, he brought uh, he brought Krull on, didn't he, to save penalties in the shootout for Holland. So it's not, not like it hasn't happened. And I've got to be honest, Caballero is a bit of a penalty specialist, whereas Courtois, you know, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't save... Couldn't save for Toffee, mate, in a penalty. I've seen him in a penalty shootout. He's rubbish. He He's got too far to fall. That's the trouble, yeah. you know. But I'll put Big Willie in, mate. I'd, I'd be up for that. Alex? I love a bit of Big Willie. Bring him on. <laughs> and while they're doing that, I'll just... What about, what about the penalties? Yes. <laughs> yes. What, what about the penalties, on, Alex? Willie, I will just put a straw in a bottle of gin and get twatted. Can I make, you sound like you're in a dustbin again. Can, can you get? Can you climb out of the dustbin, Alex? I, I, I was looking for something to eat, but okay. Can I make a content? Oh, very clever that. He gets uh, in the bin to get something to eat because that's a reference to Liverpool. Um, oh, oh, clever. Um, spontaneous. Can I make a, a contentious suggestion here? Um, I think Caballero has. Uh, I mean, Tony Glover will. Uh, not Tony Glover. I'm so sorry, Tony. Um, uh, um, that's okay. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, I was mate. thinking of you. Um, um, uh, goalie, uh, what's his name? Bloody hell! Clayton, oh, yeah. Clayton Beerman. Clayton, yeah, Clayton. Clayton Beerman. Clayton Beerman thinks he's a non-goalkeeper, but he he has so much more personality than Courtois. Oh, and, he looks uh, so happy to play. He does. He does. He does. No bollocks, no contract shit. He's just happy to play football. In the Newcastle game, he, he had so much personality, and yeah. uh, all right, he does remind me of Barota, and there's a, an element of disaster written all over him. Yeah, but, I love um, that. In every game where he just runs out and leaves the goal. When he runs out, you actually shout out, as I did in the game. What, what did he play? Was it Huddersfield or Brighton? I can't remember. He, sh he ran out the penalty area and I went, no, no, stop. Fuck, God, no. <laughs> it's like he goes rush goalie for one moment in every game. Yes. It's brilliant. For fuck's sake, Willie, no. I shouted, <laughs> I shouted like that. I love him. But, um, but, uh, well, listen, I, I've got to say this for the for the for, for reasons of balance, and he's getting a right old load of stick on Mixler here. But uh, you know, did or did not Courtois make an absolutely superb save against Lukaku yesterday? Don't write him off just yet. But I will say, Caballero can stop a penalty, and Courtois can't. And also, yes. Well, just the the Courtois, he's not a mercenary. Actually, if he does leave us, it's got pretty much nothing to do with football. It's got to do with the fact that his two kids are in Madrid and his ex is being slightly not nice about access. And if he goes, it's because it's a better situation for him seeing his children more than once a fortnight for 20 years. Yes. 
It's yes. got nothing to do with football or money. We would pay him the same as Real would, and he knows that. Right. Well, that's understandable then, isn't it? That's blue okay. squirrel as well. All right. I was about to say that sounds like squirrel to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good. Well, I'll... All right. Yeah. Jonathan, yeah. Uh, it's time for the next email. And while, while you're reading it out, Alex will figure her microphone out, I'm sure. Yes, OK. If, you, if anybody wants to chip in, um, don't. Uh, here we go. Uh, contribution is not required, unless I say so. Uh, email to Matt Partridge. <laughs> Hello, Chidge and the gang. Given the limited availability of the Premier League during the early 2000s in the US, most kids my age growing up supported Manchester United. Contribution is required. Ooh! Partly because, <clears throat> thank you. Partly because it was the only team they knew and mostly because they won a lot during that time. Yes. I, however, never really understood the fascination Hooray! and decided to instead support a club that had the same colours as my high school in Owatonna, Minnesota, blue and white. I'll say that better. Owatonna, Minnesota, blue and white. I also realised once I got into high school that Chelsea had some French players in Nicolas Anelka and Florent Malouda that piqued my interest due to having cousins that live in France. I ended up going to college in Iowa and played soccer there for a year. I lived with two other Chelsea supporters and a Manchester City supporter, whom we continue to give lots of shit. During my last three years of college, and uh, during my last three years of college, and continue to all be friends. It was the year after I graduated, though, the 2014-2015 season, that I discovered a podcast called London is Blue podcast. I listened to them for a few months only to realise that Boo! the host... <laughs> 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 to realise that the host, Brandon... <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> ...was the goalkeeper and captain of my college team for the year that I played. Oh, that's going to be... But listening to them continued to get me invested in Chelsea, especially during such a successful, successful season. And then I found you guys. I love the London is Blue Boys. But given my limited finances, making it impossible to get over to the bridge. Shame. Listening to you has been the only way for me to experience authentic Chelsea support. And I want to thank you for continuing Hooray! to produce it. Can I now I... get up for six. We love you, Matt. I, exactly, we don't do. I now get up for six thirty a.m. games, not watch games at work. Listen to every podcast, watch youth team highlights, and read as much as I can about Chelsea. He sounds more informed than us, Chidge. This is what worries me about Matt. Um, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be no, hard, wouldn't would it? Yeah. To be fair, I even watched a game in the hospital with my <laughs> newborn daughter this year. That sounds, sounds like an illness. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, Chelsea has become an incredibly important aspect of my life. Good for you. The main reason I wanted to write to you, though, is about an aspect of Chelsea that I believe does not get enough attention. The importance of the Chelsea pitch owners. From what I understand, this is not a common thing in England or here in the US. As a Minnesota Vikings American football fan, tell Joe Tweeds to hang in there from me. I grew up hating the Green Bay Packers from the neighbouring state of Wisconsin. As I got older, though, I started to envy them. Year after year, the owners of the Vikings would threaten to move the team to Los Angeles or some other city unless the state of Minnesota built them a new stadium. In Green Bay, however, the team is owned by fans. 
There's never a threat that they will move. Instead, the fans are the people that prepare the jerseys, that remove snow from the stadium the night before a game, that give their bikes to the players to ride to the practice fields. Green Bay has built a family joining a city and a team. Although the conditions are not exactly the same for Chelsea, I highly respect the fact that the pitch is owned by the supporters. These are the things that made me and keep me a Chelsea supporter and make me love this club. My dream is to eventually make the trip over to the Chelsea Mecca that will be the renovated Stamford Bridge. Hopefully, I will be able to see some of you when I do. And I, sh I should add, lying in the rubble of the old stadium. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Win or lose, up the blues, Matt Puff. Up the blues, right. yeah. Say, Matt, That's a great, great email. We'll all meet up, Matt, when it's uh, when the yes, stadium. and we will the be at the bar, me and Chidge, and you can you can certainly buy us, and we will certainly buy you a decent pint of beer in the car. Can I just say as well, you know, we love a beer premium stuff and people contributing money. I wonder if we couldn't try and do some kind of. Like once a season, we managed to bring someone over from somewhere far flung that would never normally be able to fund a trip to the bridge. That might be nice. I agree. I think. That do you have any idea how much that would cost? Yeah, but once a season, if we could do it, it'd be nice. Or at least everybody, help. everybody, everybody contribute a couple of quid. Yeah, or at least like a contribution to make it I not like so cost I like that. Too, yeah. No, there must I like be that. So many I'm, I'm with. I'm with I'm with Stuart I'm with Stuart Kinner on this on Mixer. He says no, let them pay. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something to be done. There's a bit of a, there's a bit of um, DIY SOS about it, isn't it? Finding, you know, I think what a lovely thing to be able to do would be to find somebody who would never dream of doing it and 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 you know crowdfund it somehow between us as part of a. I think there's a very good idea. It would be fabulous. It's, it's, we need to work. What we need. What you know. What we need. You know what we all need. Us. Uh, us of the Chelsea fancast, we need to have a summit meeting, yes, I think and you so. know what that means, I do, don't you? Indeed, and I think it would be a that means gym. a non a non football day, <laughs> a non football day spent, a non football day spent in a pub discussing things like yes, this. I think, so. think that would be a great idea. I'm happy to do my um, listen, can I just for cash that I do yeah. Well, yes, you're very good at that. You're very good at but, that. Um, um, listen, no, um, no, not from Norfolk. We don't let them out of Norfolk. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's well, we yeah, couldn't that's find different. Any gloves to that's fit, different. Would we don't know anywhere that does <laughs> Just throw extra fingers on. <laughs> Uh, ex excuse me. Right, I just wanted to mention a couple of things uh, for Matt because, uh, of course, we were liberally, we were liberally booing. Um, uh, uh, London is blue, of course, which was just a bit of banter. Uh, we love the London is blue boys, and and I have to say, I, I have noticed actually that Matt is not alone. That, that we, we're getting quite a lot of people who have found us uh, via London is Blue, to be honest, which is great. Um, now you've found a real podcast. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm only joking. Uh, the, the main thing is, A, we, we're delighted with that. London is Blue is great. We love them to pieces. And they're actually coming over uh, again to London, I think, on Easter weekend. Palace and the idea at the moment... Oh, no, no it's New the York. Spurs game. And the idea... The idea is that they... Uh, that we do another live podcast together... Uh, although the problem is, I think that they've booked somewhere on the Saturday, which is at the moment free. But if either Spurs or us uh, continue in our Champions League campaign, then it'll probably the match will be moved from the Sunday to the Saturday. So I don't quite know how that screws things up. But uh, 
Nevertheless, the London is Blue boys will be in town, so we of the fan cast who love them dearly will be having beer with them, I can guarantee that. And the other thing is, I've kind of shoved my CPO plug into this bit because Matt quite rightly brings it up, and it was so lovely to hear somebody who lives in the States uh, remind us a lot over here why it is so flaming important, and he's absolutely right, and I think that's a wonderful uh, picture you paint of why it's important, Matt, so thank you for that. So I'm afraid it is my responsibility and duty to let you all know that if you do want to own a little bit of Chelsea and protect the future of the club, then go and buy a share in the Chelsea pitch owners, who of course own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim it is to ensure that Chelsea will always remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. Uh, to find out how to buy a share, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash Chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners. Follow them on Twitter at pitchowners. And, uh, and as Stuart rightly points, Stuart's on fire in Mixler tonight, it has to be said, he's pointed out quite rightly that we, the Chelsea pitch owners, also own the name Chelsea Football Club. So there you go. Uh, the other important bit of news there, at the recent AGM where I attended, uh, they uh, we have all voted to reduce the share price down from 100 quid to 25 quid a share. So, you know, it's a lot cheaper to go and get on the ladder and buy a share so 25 quid will buy you one share these days which is great stuff right jonathan sorry for hijacking your email slot with that important bit of news uh on to the next email is it true that the the club are changing the name to abramovich fc i thought they already had oh they have i've got that right i've been have my head buried in the sand okay yeah. um email three we, we just they call it they call it they call they call it roma for oh, sure <laughs> um Email three, Ashish Gurung. Good evening, gentlemen and lady, if Alex is on. She certainly is. <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast for over a year now. Initially, I was listening to the London is Blue Boys <laughs> from across the pond. There <coughs> And somehow stumbled upon this great show. Oh. Since then, I've been a weekly avid listener for both shows. Usually for these emails being read out, we usually hear the stories of how Chelsea fans became Chelsea fans. But for a change, I thought it would be nice to hear from everyone on the show about the first time they went to Stamford Bridge for a match day. I remember my one vividly. It was the first Champions League game back at the bridge after we won the Champions League in 2012. Juventus were the opponents. Before the game, they paraded around the trophy and in the lead-up to the kickoff, hearing Liquidator being played around the ground with Chelsea flags being waved around made me feel immensely proud to be part of this football club. The match ended 2-2, but I'm sure you guys remember Oscar's two magnificent goals that night. I believe it was also Hazard's first season for us, and watching him in person, you could see the superstar potential in him. His low centre of gravity was brilliant to watch, and what stood out to me the most until today, I believe, what sets him apart from the rest is his ability to not lose the ball, a trait shared by only a few players like Messi and even Tottenham's Dembele. Oh, not sure about that. Mm. In recent years, attending matches has been scarce as I'm off at university. With the prices for tickets, it's priced me out from attending games. I hope with the new stadium they can alter the prices and give fans my age between 20 and 25, you'll be about 30 when it's built, a chance to attend matches more often than the odd Carabao Cup or FA Cup replay. I've yapped on for quite a bit, so I do apologise, no, no, no. But I would love to hear your experiences of visiting the bridge for the first time. Kind regards, Ash. Contribution is required. Who wants to go first? Hello. 
Who wants to go first? I can't because I didn't hear the question, but in my defence, it's because the Yahoo advert banner switched to a picture of Chris Hemsworth and I got completely sidetracked. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> it was an advert for some thought. Great. He's my it's twin, just... isn't he? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, He's owned out. Yeah. Um, I'll go, uh, Chidge. I think it was about 1972. Um, I was abs- utterly, utterly obsessed with Chelsea. And um, my cousin Trevor, uh, a guy lived in... Uh, in Kilburn, somewhere as I recall, uh, he, you know, was a freshly qualified, I think, chartered or certified accountant. He was, by the, he was the bright one of the entire family, and he took me to Chelsea versus Derby. Okay, uh, I'll tell you what, Jonathan might remember this. They had a goalkeeper called Les Green, I think, who was about mine and Jonathan's height. Yes, 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 yes. I was about but to he say, was he was a very fabulous, small, wasn't he? He was, yeah. but he was a fabulous little keeper. It was in the days when you didn't need to be a, a, a sort of basketball player to, 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 to be reasonable between the sticks. Um, as I recall, and I, I as I recall, um, it, do you know, uh, I guess some of you have seen the film... Um, uh, what's the, uh, the the escape to victory? No, no, the other film, the um, the Arsenal one. Christ, what's it called? Um, the the one with bloody what's his name in it? You know that one. Anyway, the, um, the Highbury one. Highbury. Yes, Highbury one. What's it called? No, no, escape it's the one with. Yeah, come on. It's one of you must know. It's the one with Colin Firth in it. The book Nick, what's his name wrote? Oh, oh Hornby. Oh, 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 um, yeah, yeah, that book, Nicky Hornby, Beaver Pitch. There's like a fan- one of the most fantastic bits I think that captures the first time the little boy or the young lad walks into the stadium and he's really, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, I'm not into all this sort of shit, whatever. And he walks up and he sees the ground for the first time, the, the pitch and the amphitheatre and that. And that's exact. I'm getting goose pimples just thinking about it. That's what it was like for me. I think we won two one that day, um, and and to see these players, Osgood and Hutchinson and people like that, that were just, you know, I hero worship them, um, was fantastic. And it was in that, do you remember that blue kit we won the um, the, the FA Cup in in 1970, that original kind of all blue kit with the white stripes. I think we've gone Hello. fairly close to that. That traditional kit, you know, that was just, it was such a day, such a day. Yeah, Derby, Derby County. There you go. Oh, I've got a little bit. Hello. There we go. Quivering my voice in at that. I've dropped out. No, you haven't. We can hear you. No, you haven't. We can hear you. Hello. Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan's gone. Oh, well, Alex, uh, who did you... uh, Would you remember your first match? Home match or away? Hmm. I think... I'm just seeing which one came first. um, And I think it's the away game in 1997 where Kasaragi did his knee. And I had gone without telling my mum with my friend. And we got done on match of the day because the extended footage of him being treated happened right in front of us. And they were like, what are you doing there? You didn't go to East London all on your own. And we were like, no, but you're on TV. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I just remember, so we would have been grossly underage. Um, but this is uh, Patsy, who sometimes comes up on the blog, and uh, who, who is yes. still. And uh, I just remember she was very well developed, even at that age. And the, <laughs> I can't remember if we scored or something exciting happened. And uh, the guy next to her, who was old enough to be our granddad, turned around and grabbed her boobs, one in each hand, and just jumped up and down. No. Yeah, three. No, not three, two. I'm trying to see what the score was. 
who knows? Anyway, what year was that, 97. Alex? 97. Oh, God. God. So Tony's old. really old. Well, I, You're yeah, really well, young. I had to wait till I, we, could go I, I on ha- my own steam because my dad hated football. So I think uh, Patsy and I got ourselves some membership. Um, sort of in about year eight or year nine and she was rebelling against her granddad who once bought her an Arsenal shirt and she gets really angry if I tell anyone she says she only wore it to make him happy and that when he died she could come out of the Chelsea closet well okay (laughs) Um, by the way how how is how is uh, how old is Patsy Patsy now same age as me so depressingly old is she yeah She's actually quite young, then. <laughs> yeah. This is the Patsy's yeah. all-time greatest quote when she had a bad back and put on weight was that um, if she, she she told me this at a, a cup game, and it was in the blog that um, she could still fit in a size twelve as she bought maternity trousers, and the upside was also that it would give uh, Eden Hazard easy access if she ever got anywhere near. <laughs> oh my God, she's filth. She she's filth. filth. But you know what? When the Americans, okay, them, I... so many of them were like, "Say, who's Patsy?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're all a little bit interested in Patsy, aren't you?" Yeah, they're all filth too. <laughs> right, I'm going to move this on. So basically, Tony's very old. Uh, you're very young. Jonathan is much older than all of us. His first match would have been in the 50s. And I'm really sorry to say, people, he has disappeared. I think he's having techo problems because he's gone. Maybe his phone battery's run out or something. But nevertheless, um, I, I mean. A lot of people will know that my first match wasn't even um, a Chelsea match at Stamford Bridge because um, I've written about it several times. He's but actually, back. yeah, oh, you're back! back. God, what happened? Great there? stuff, good stuff. I don't know, mate. It's very odd. I'm I'm in the middle of my thing, so but I'm delighted to hear you're back. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, my dad. My dad took me to uh, Stamford Bridge in 1976. Would you believe to see uh, the semi-final of the FA Cup between Southampton? and Crystal Palace, and uh, I was only about 10 or 11 or something. Anyway, I was so enamoured by the ground that I spent the whole time... I was stood in the shed, uh, and, I, and I was so enamoured by it that I just... That's it, I fell in love with Chelsea there and then on the spot, and then kind of vicariously watched them on the telly for uh, the rest of the 70s. And uh, then I moved up to London in the, uh, the mid-80s when I went to university... And uh, having not grown up in a family which kind of, you know, went to football all the time, you know, I, I wasn't, just didn't really occur to me to go. But I had a load of friends and we liked to drink a lot at the weekend, being really? young and at university. Yeah, I know. Strange, isn't it? So we all just decided to go. And the first ma- proper match that I went to was in October, I think, 1985. And believe it or not, just uh, considering what we've been talking about tonight, it was Chelsea against Man United. And of course we lost uh, 2-1 as I remember. I think uh, the most amazing thing about it now on reflection was that Joe McLaughlin scored our goal. Um, probably his only ever goal for Chelsea, I don't know. But I do remember that um, I saw I, I, that, that the first time I saw Pat Nevin and fell in love with him utterly. And also Kerry Dixon. You know, I love them both today still. And I, I, now, I now do a podcast with Kerry Dixon every week. But he, he was in the first Chelsea match that I saw. So there we go. But we lost 2-1. I think, uh, I can't remember who scored for you. I think Mark Hughes might have scored. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, this is the thing, you see. When I used to go thereafter, it was I was usually very, very, very drunk. So my memory's a bit hazy. But I remember that, because you do. You remember your first match. Now I've done my bit, Jonathan. Uh, I, I, I was saying that Tony's quite old. 
Um, obviously older than me because he saw them in the seventies. Me was the eighties. Alex was the nineties. I'm I'm banking on you to say sixties or fifties. Uh, um, I'm going to say he's gone again. I'm going to say, no, no, you're, no, you're I'm there. I'm going to say nineteen thirty-two, but that would be a lie. Um, I, uh, it would be it a would lie. Be a lie. Uh, my father took me in 1955 uh, when I was a baby. And, uh, and I, Wow, 1955? And I apparently saw... Bloody I hell. I apparently saw um, uh, Greaves score a lot in 57 because he used to take me on his knee. But then when I got to nine, it was difficult to get me over the turnstile. So... Um, he didn't take me anymore. That's a joke, by the way. Um, uh, <laughs> um, he used to he used to carry me over the turnstile when I was a baby, obviously, because and the uh, because he was a well-known actor, um, and he was on Talking Pictures the other day, and, um, uh, and had all his films on all day. They had nine of his films on, nine of two hundred and forty that he made, and I did lots of the, the little links between them, which I did, which is Talking Pictures is this black and white TV channel. Um, which is on the end of the Sky Movies transponder in on the lists, and it's got its own uh, free view as well. They just show masses and masses of, of classic British black and white films, which my dad, which my dad was in many. So around about that period, he was quite a well-known actor because he was on lots of telly. And you imagine only two, there are only two channels: BBC One and ITV. And uh, um, you, you watch, you know, you could be in a, um, a crime series and be watched by. 20 million people and that was the yeah, norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and so he was he was um uh, he was a star when he went to the bridge. He was constantly followed. I remember just sort of rather meekly um, being beside him while he was mobbed and I'd have to try and move out of the way while people just he came in and everybody would come at this. They used to say this weird thing to my dad that I remember I never quite got my head around it. Everybody would always say, "Look, it's Sam kid. Well, yeah, lend us a quid, Sam." which I found quite phenomenal that they were... Lend us a quid, kid. Lend us a quid, kid, yeah. You think, why would my father want to give him a pound? Can I, um... Watch Chelsea. You have to um, see... And, and is, is Sorry, sorry, Tony. Does, does, that, does that mean... Sorry, Tony. Does that mean that Dave Johnson is, in fact, your uh, a brother <laughs> from another mother? You know? Lend us a quid, yes, kid. Only a pound. I wonder if there's a reference to something he <laughs> yeah. was in. Give you a reference to something. No, I wonder if it was a reference reference. to something he was in. Lend us a quid, Sam. Yeah, it might be. He played a character called the Burglar for a period. So perhaps the Burglar said that. I don't know. No, I don't know. It could have been. I just thought it was people just wanting money. You just thought everyone was idiots. No, no, I didn't. Trying to mug him. Well, no, there was a theory that the period that he that everybody was on TV was a millionaire, which of course was Uh. a load of bollocks. Testified to my father being in the local betting shop and coming back having lost most of the, his day's wage, um, but uh, but that was that was a different era. Um, but no, so so um, that was when that, that was about 1964 when I'd walk with him. We used to walk from Earl's Court. We used to all we'd put they they one of the garages in uh, Fulham Road, the one just by the Gunter Arms, or what used to be the Gunter Arms, which is now the uh, was a pub there on the corner. Um, used to be an enormous enormous garage and you could go in there and park for about 10 shillings so we parked there occasionally that was really posh cars there were masses of bentleys went in there but we parked in the boltons and walked used to walk down to the ground together and i was eight and nine so but that was watching the team in the uh, uh 64 65 and i he would go into the east stand and i would go and stand in my little blue tracksuit covered with those little blue chelsea stars do you remember those chelsea stars um, I don't know if they still sold them, which have a picture later on of every player, a little plastic star, little round picture of each player. 
And I've got to, I ignoringly was wearing my Tambling um, badge recently and I met him and I've got a picture of me and Bobby Tambling, him pointing at the star. And then I put it on another jacket and I lost it. I couldn't believe it. But I've got all my Chelsea stars in, a, in one of my father's cigarette boxes from that period. I've still got them. And I would wear these all over my tracksuit and go with a rattle and a bobble hat. I mean, God, we're talking a different era here, aren't we? And stand yeah, in the shed. And then at half time, if they were Chelsea were attacking that end, I'd then walk all the way around the ground and stand at the other end and watch. And that was when you could go, was when the Greyhound track was there. I'm just going to jump it, in because... Yeah, do jump in, yeah. I was going to say, okay, because um, you know, when he said you went in 1955 and uh, actually, he's actually put on Mixer, he's gone, holy crap, JK, my country was only eight years old then. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he from then, India or Pakistan? I, I don't know, but bloody hell. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's. He, he's. He's taking the mix. Listen, actually, talking of Mixler, Tony. There's some great, great ones from uh, no, he's Indian, Andrew he's Bailey. Indian. Who? Hello, hello, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Lovely to see you in here. Of course, that's Gaffer's Gaffer's brother. For oh, those that know, and he says, "I was there, Chidge, in the old North Stand. First time I saw Osgood live." So he's talking about that that thing. Saints Palace match. Mm-hmm. I think that I was at. Yeah, and Stuart, Stuart Kinner, who, as I've said many times tonight, is on fire. He says, I remember watching... It sounds to me there were a lot of Chelsea supporters at that semi-final. And he says, uh, I remember watching Aussie play for Southampton. I was at front. I was at the front, leaning on the railing and the boards. <laughs> the shed behind me sung tongue-in-cheek, Aussie is a wanker. Aussie looked up, laughed, and did the wanker sign to the shed. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and uh, for that now, wouldn't you? And there we go. Right, okay. Um, very quickly, Jonathan, because we are way over budget for various reasons, can you just read that last email from Kunle? It's a kind of a wonderful way to end the show tonight because it's a bit of a bit of a rant, really. Kunle Andrew, Kunle. Why, oh, why? Looking for pace, lack of faith in Maratta, Giroud doesn't understand our idea of football. How does using false nine strategy exemplify that we pay great attention, as Conte always says the team has to do? Deep sigh. People will say William was outstanding, but I say he was wasteful when he hit the post rather than the back of the net. We now have to score. Oh, come on. Score when we go to Camp Nou. Bye, guys. Oh, you've got to let me say something about that. (laughs) You've got to. Only if you're relatively polite, because I'm sure Kunle means well. That needs to be read in the voice of Ron Manager. (laughs) (laughs) Jumpers for goalposts, looking for pace, lack of faith in Moretta. Marvellous, marvellous. Exemplify that we pay great attention. Conte always says the team has to do deep sigh. People will say William was outstanding. I say it was wasteful when he hit the post rather than the back of the net. We now have to score and we got to camp no. Bye, guys. Was for goal That's what Marvellous. happens when you write. He wasn't from the north, the though. He wasn't from the north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what my blog All right. like until I sober up a bit and then make it sensible. Yeah, but they. Yeah, but it's. But I love the way. I, I think that's brilliant. I, I've told you this. I've told you this many times before. You are to uh, Chelsea blogging what Hunter S. Thompson was to uh, to great American literature, and I, no higher praise can I give than that, Alex. Right, enough. We got to go because we're way over budget. Um, we love re- receiving your emails, as you've just found out. I particularly like that one, Ashish, where you uh, allowed us to go and have a trip down memory lane. I mean, you know, particularly hearing Jonathan's memories. You know, he he. He, he, we could do a whole two-hour show on Jonathan's memories. Maybe one day we will. Uh, right, we love receiving the emails. We always try and read them out on the show, so send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com. Very importantly, before Monday. Not on Monday, 
before Monday because that's why Ben, who sent one in today, did not get it read out because it missed the cut. But Ben, I'll make sure yours gets read out next week. Right, I'm afraid that is all we've got time for this week. We will be back on Monday, March the 5th at 7 o'clock. That'll be next Monday. We'll be live. Live. And we'll be joined, or I'll be joined, live. I'll be joined, uh, of course, by Jonathan and uh, Mr. Mark Worrell. Wonderful. I always enjoy having Mark on the show. And the ever so erudite Mr. Joe Tweeds. And uh, we'll be reporting back on Man City. Man City versus Chelsea next Sunday. City. Yeah. I was actually having a chat. I was having a, having a chat with, some, I think it was Kerry, actually. It was somebody like that about Moss Side the other day. Because I think Kerry called it um, Main Road. And it brought back some fearful memories getting in out of there. What a shit It was tasty. Sorry. Just oh, absolute shit hole. No, not, ki- not the kind the of place. Out, not the kind of place. And there was, there's a horrible, grotty little pub just opposite where the stadium is. And there was a guy sitting in a mobility scooter with no teeth, looking like he hadn't washed in several weeks, who uh, dropped his yeah. pint, jumped out of the scooter and gave us the wanker sign as we left. And I just thought, yeah. Yeah. What was Johnny Dyer doing there? <laughs> that was the city manager. That was the city manager. Right, let's, let's shut up everybody. It's time to go. Right. Um we'll be reporting back on the city match uh next uh, next Monday that will be played on Sunday of course. Before that, as in this Thursday I'll be recording the Kerry Dixon show with the one and only Kerry Dixon. So make sure you download and listen to that on uh, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, and all the rest of them. Right, you can follow us on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Tony at Grocer Jack UK, and the ever-so-lovely and wonderful Alex Churchill, or, or the girl who likes balls, in fact, is at CFCGWLB. And for the final time, uh, don't forget, of course, to check out the uh, ChelseaFancast.com website, where you will find wonderful blogs written by Heon and other Chelsea fancast bloggers like uh, Blew Up North and uh, Dean Mears. And I mean, look, basically, if you want to write for us, let us know. Just email us. We'll, we'll, we'll take anyone. Up. We love doing that. It's great to have content up there. Yeah, well, we take Alex, so we'll take That's anybody, true. you know. Um, we're actually, you know, I will say this again, but we are privileged to have uh, Alex allowing us to put her blog up on our site because she writes brilliantly and i i'm i'm humbled by the fact that she allows us to do that is that enough a creeping to you alex uh, could have been a bit more but i'll i'll settle for that you can make up the rest in You're, gin yeah okay i'll make up the rest in gin fair enough right okay everything we write gets posted on twitter and our facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash chelsea fancast so make sure you check that out as well and uh, retweet like and do all that kind of malarkey okay uh jonathan as always been a real pleasure show and with 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 the smutsters i mean fantastic yes oh it's been great indeed they have been great uh, Tony, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you for a beer, yes. mate. We need to rectify I'm, I'm, that. I'm up for the Palace game, um, uh, so I'll, I'll see you before that. I should imagine. Lovely. I look forward to that. And uh, you know, all these threats about having a beer with us, Alex. Um, where have you been? I, I need to see you for gin and beer, needs, not necessarily in that order. Cock action with us. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Public cock action. <laughs> come and come and grab some. Come and grab something in the you cock, just Alex. Said public cock action. Those three words. I would have been. Or, there or bring the your show. pussy to the cock, perhaps. <laughs> Leave my pussy out of this. He's fast asleep. I will. 
I, in, 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 in all seriousness, yeah, well, I can't, I, well, you know, there's nothing I can say about that. But anyway, in all seriousness, it'd be lovely to have a drink with you on a match day, Alex. Uh, we need to sort that out. Anyway, we have got to go. I'm going to thank these lovely people for uh, spending and giving up two hours of their time tonight to uh, make me giggle and uh, talk about Chelsea. Uh, and as for you lot who have been listening live in Mixley, you've been absolutely wonderful, as you always are. I really enjoy reading your comments tonight. Uh, and thanks, as always, for your support. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.